didn't win. You didn't win? No. What was the prize? It is, it was like 15 grand. I swear. Split amongst sure. four. What show was this? Um, it's called America Says. It's similar to Family Feud. Um, didn't, I didn't tell you about this? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like... T- I saw I it from her, her mom's Facebook. Naturally. Uh, I didn't even see it from your thing. And then your mom posting on it, she she cut out the host yes. on the photo, posted it and said, like, the more likes we get for this, the more likely we are to be on it. And you said, Mom, cropping the host out of the show is not going to help us yeah. get back on. I don't think that will work on the hashtag. screamed. <laughs> like, I... That is... I But she, like, cropped this. him out like an old ex-boyfriend. Well, it was yeah. to just show her and, and her she's two really brothers. Bad. And like I said, yeah. she's really bad at, like... It would have I don't know. Like, Instagram, I don't know if she knew she could, like, shrink it down. Like, it was just, like, mm-hmm. what was squared oh, on it. Oh, that's right. And, and she wanted and you And the host got cut out. I see. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we... I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I want you guys to be back on. That's what I'm hoping as we get the second chance because it was... They haven't had, like, the tiebreaker round that we made it to in however many seasons. Oh, you were a tiebreaker. Yeah. We... It was, like, guys, neck and you neck. You don't go down without a fight. Heck no. Not against those paint purtiers. We... <laughs> We were the family travelers, and mm-hmm. we talked about all the different trips we've gone oh, on. Oh, you have, and, like, a branded yeah. family name or whatever. Yeah, there's lots of, like, puppy stuff and um, yeah. pub crawlers, lots of those mm-hmm. ones. And then we're, like, we're the only family, which was odd because we've also tried out for Family Feud. <laughs> um, and so it was odd to be like, wait, you're not all family? Your mom didn't drag you to this and make you all wear similar outfits? And <laughs> yeah, it was quite the, the tryout process. Yeah. I was so disappointed that my mom didn't have the Game Show Network oh. to, for me to watch it. I was like actually angry. Yeah, not many people have it, I guess. Because <laughs> we, we didn't, we even like, downloaded the app ahead of time and they're like nope it doesn't work in your network or whatever you guys didn't get to see it no i still haven't seen the whole thing you haven't seen no i've only seen my like clips from my dad videotaping the tv and then his commentary in the background (laughs) of like good answer not a good answer like was he mad that he wasn't there? No, he was thanking the Lord. Like <laughs> he so, didn't do it. No, so you try out with four to five people. We obviously have a five-person family, so either one of us would have worked for the brand. Um, and my dad, who is normally super cool, calm, and collected, was a ball of nerves. And like, <laughs> oh no, everything they said, like, don't say shit, don't say, like, don't cuss, don't you know, give out weird answers and get mad at yourself. Like afterwards, no matter what you say, just clap and be excited. Everyone he broke. He was like, oh, damn it. Oh, oh, damn it. Oh, I should have done that. Yeah. And like just such a mess in the tryouts. And so then you do like a full day of filming and they have different producers come in and out of the room. And it's a lot Where of the emotions. On Universal. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like the Universal lot. Yeah. Oh, I think, okay. Oh, don't That's, quote me. Okay, well, yeah. We won't <laughs> I quote think that. so. I know it Correct. was a lot in LA, and we drove through. Did you guys have fun? Um, When we were there, yes. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drive there, no. <laughs> drive home. Well, that's not as much. Oh, that's the worst yeah. in the world. But yeah. well, that I mean that I guess that's the whole point is that you had fun. Yeah. Sorry you didn't win. It's okay. My dad made seventy five bucks for not being on it. Oh. Because they made him come out as like a travel fee or something. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> he was like, I'll take you to dinner in and out. I was like, thanks, Dad. So that was what winning felt like. Yeah. Like, even if you had won, you would have gone to in and out too. Yeah. Just to celebrate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe I got a little drove bit up to go see a taping of The Price is Right once, like when I was just out of high school, <gasps> yeah. as like an event for like friends to go see. Oh. And then they interview you in the line while you're waiting to go into the audience. And everyone's like hoping that you're going to get chosen or whatever. Of course, no one's chosen because they're looking for like excited, happy people. And then the second second they got to everyone in our group, we were like, oh, yeah, my name's Gabe. (laughs) Yeah, I just graduated high school. Okay, thank you. I would be. (laughs) They're like, and thanks for your time. I would be in line and I would say, like, I'm here just to like fuck shit up. I'm here to say fuck you to my boyfriend. Um, Underneath my shirt, it actually says it. I like want to cut a bitch right now. And I would totally get on there. Except every word you said would have to be bleeped. No, I would say that to the little person in line. Yeah, but you have to like. And I'd say, I, well, I grew up in the church. I can turn it off if I want. But I like, I I would just say, I'm really messy. I'm really gay. And I cannot wait to like just crush all these other people. This. Does Price is Right? Where's Bob? Is it um, homo friendly yet or no? Well, yeah. I mean, there, there it's have always been. On. Have there been? Well, my very yeah. closeted ex was on it twice. He that didn't make count. it. I don't know. He if doesn't that count as plays a homo. towards what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win both times. Which, when I was dating him, I was like, oh, that's sad. But now, it's just satisfying to my, know. That he did. Oh, even though you were together that. at the time, that's interesting. He lost. He overbid twice. Okay. And that makes me really happy. Yeah. Because you're a messy and you're here to fucking messy. Just pick a dollar, dummy. Pay pay attention. So, speaking of messy, we have today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go. We have the very well put together and freshly engaged Mary Rovalata, soon to be Connors. Soon to be Connors. today. How do you feel about that last name? Are you changing your last name, I guess? Yes. Legally, I will be changing my last name it's for cute. work purposes, um, just to give myself like an added separation from clientele. Oh, I'm smart. keeping the harder one to spell. Oh, on yeah. I yeah. like that. That's good. Yeah. And then I can actually put my real name on Wait, social so media. Like, when you say clients, you mean like the, the people who come to the club? Yeah, <laughs> call them Johns sometimes. <laughs> no. Ever since I've seen Hustlers, it's all I can think of. No, Mary's a social worker. She yes. is not a club person. I'm not a club. Although dancers are social, they're basically workers. social workers. Yeah. <laughs> social sex workers. Yes, yeah. exactly. Correct. That's yeah. correct. Um, yeah. But no, but thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here where Sweetheart Gabe grew up. Yes. Sweetheart Gabe grew up here. We are here in my parents' home while they are away in Hershey, Pennsylvania, where they have toured the Hershey factory with Amish my grandmother country. and Amish been to Amish country. country. Yeah, that's where they went. And as a vacation. I, for real. On yeah, purpose. like as a trip to go. Like it wasn't a part it wasn't a prices right. Like my mom, over like, <laughs> it was real. My <laughs> mom has always wanted to like go back east to see the historical stuff. My grandma's okay. always wanted to go specifically to see the chocolate factory. Wow. So they put it together. It's the closest we'll ever have to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Exactly. Like, Although I, I got go. the, they've been sending texts to the family every day with like pictures of what they're doing. And then a couple days ago we got this really somber update because they went to where the Battle of Gettysburg took place oh, and like looked over the battlefield where like all the people it died was and so long ago. so that text was a little more more low-key but they've been having a You're good like, time otherwise send more chocolate i don't really have time <laughs> like this that. is truly a highlight gettysburg um well i have a very important question to ask yeah. oh. do you wash your legs i do wash oh. my legs 
And I've washed my legs since before this whole debacle and <laughs> debate in the world. I couldn't remember if it was you or somebody. I think it might have been my friend McKenzie that texted me and said, like, I don't wash my legs. What no, do I don't think it was Mac. Something? It was one of my friends. Oh, is it one of your <laughs> And I won't out her here, but she texted oh, me yeah, very offended, basically saying, like, look, I washed my feet. I washed everything else. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I shave my legs, I wash my legs. She's like, it's, oh, I just did the mic. It's like not an everyday occurrence for her. And she was upset that I called her out. I think I about it every time terms. I'm showering when I, I'm washing every my legs. Every single time. I think about it. Every time I do Like, it who doesn't do this? Well, and then I liked your point, because obviously I'm an avid listener. Um, and <laughs> full-blown fangirling that I'm like part of it, even though I've known you guys since before the podcast existed. But hey, um, but... I liked your point. You said like, well, if you use that logic of like the water runs down, then you could just wash your hair and be done. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I think about that every time I'm washing my hair. I'm like, I guess that could be done. (laughs) But, but no, that's, it's just gross. I sort of, I think I like started to tell this story in another podcast. I think it was one that hasn't come out yet of how you basically, no, no, no. (laughs) How are you? I essentially introduced Gabe and I to each other. I did. I forgot about that. Yeah. So you, I was on a dating app and you found him and sent the first message. And that, and the rest is history. So I feel like it's very, I don't know the right word. It's a good full circle that you're now here after the demise of our relationship Mm -hmm. that you did. You did this to us. And Uh, this podcast is because of you. (laughs) No, but like this all happened because of you. And I I like the fact that we have been to one of your family barbecues both as a couple and post couple yes mm-hmm. and post so hospitalization yeah. Yeah. yeah pre-hospitalization post-hospitalization yeah uh no it's like adbc i like it i love your family they welcome oh. me like immediately i felt welcomed i spent a christmas with you guys oh my gosh our orphan that christmas. was oh yes. i love the orphan christmas families like you are like what the world needs more of where you're just like oh, you don't have somewhere to be, be here. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. And that's why I think we got close so fast yeah. because, you know, it's just a good, it's a good situation. You're good people. I, I don't know I, what I happened. thank you for that compliment, but I also selfishly, it's like a selfish <laughs> thing that we do. Is like sure. everyone just come to us yeah. because we don't want to make a million stops. <laughs> and so we, like growing up, we had Christmas with my, Christmas Eve with one family, Christmas with another family, Thanksgiving with half the family. It was Mm. all over the place. And our families don't live far from each other. It's like L.A. to San Diego. So there's really not much of a drive. And we were kind of in between. But at one point, my mom's like, we are done. Like, we are staying in pajamas all day on Christmas. Come to us if you want. If not... See you when we're hungover off mimosas the next day. <laughs> and we're it's like, not doing that. If you live in California, you can understand why, even though geographically that doesn't seem that oh. far away, oh. that drive is a mental battle. Oh, it's mental it's really for sure. Time. And when you're in the holiday spirit, the last thing you need is another mental battle because yeah. you're already like, I'm single. I'm never going to have somebody oh, here. Dear. And it's like, I only got a present for my mom. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my mother got me the wrong size shirt again. She thinks I'm a medium and I'm not. <laughs> like, thanks, mom. Uh, and I just feel like diffusing any of that tension. So, but it's too dynamics or well, yeah, we always have traveled back and forth for our Christmas. I think like mental health professionals probably got their start on like mother daughter (laughs) relationships Mm -hmm. and also holiday stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like anything family where you get more of them in one room, and when people from outside the family have to be invited into the house, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. like no holds bar with you with family. We just proposed a new christmas approach this year my sister and i because it's been this same exact process since i was born with my family where 
Christmas Eve, we celebrate with my dad's side of the family. That's 45 years of the same tradition, by the way. 45 years since I was born. (laughs) Uh, So Christmas Eve is my dad's side of the family. Christmas morning is just like my little immediate family. And then Christmas Day is my mom's side of the family. But my mom does a lot of the cooking for all of it. And my mom's side, it's a pretty big family. It's the Mexican side. It's like the tamale dinner and the whole thing. Yeah. And so by the time Christmas Day is at its end, everyone is like exhausted and grumpy. Yeah. So we made a new proposal this year that our little immediate family Christmas morning, we're just bumping to the day after Christmas. Okay. So that Christmas morning we can like cook and prepare and do our own thing. And then the day after we can do absolutely nothing all day and just like hang out. And this was inspired because I've spent Christmas like that with Colton's family where literally like we were sitting around watching like... All the we were watching The Grinch. We were watching Christmas, Christmas with, the with the Cranks. Yeah. Just Home pajamas yeah. with the mimosas. It was just like the most relaxing oh. thing ever. Yeah. And literally, I had just done a crazy, hectic, like cooking family thing all day and with my. Like, and I was like, yeah. Why don't we do this? Yeah. This is so good. We are chillers. We love yes. a good spread. A good happy hour. Spread. We love a good happy hour. Good doesn't blade. time. Hour. Doesn't matter what time of the day. Oh yeah. Can I share my? Because I spent. I went to a Christmas at your grandma Joan's house. Can I share like the single greatest thing that happened in that entire day? Sure. I'll cut it out if it out somebody. No, it's okay. She, your grandmother Joan, she's a wonderful woman. I love that you call her grandmother Joan. (laughs) Grandmother Joan. Uh, She is the head at the table. She's giving this speech. Oh my God. Yeah. She's talking about like what family is. It was like like the dinner prayer. No, yeah. It was like, she stands up. She says, you know, no matter where we all come from in life and where we're going, we're family. We're here for each other. I love every single one of you. Thank you, everyone who can be here. And the upstairs toilet, you need to hold the handle down Stop. for Stop. like two or three seconds or it won't flush. In Everybody enjoy. Yeah. That was exactly and what happened. And I was recording oh, it and I have God. the recording He was still. like recording it as like the family And I, I was crying. Like for a good 10 <laughs> minutes, I was besides myself. And every year, my grandma Joan, she she's like spiritual mother earth kind of hippie. That, like that's big where, on plumbing. Big on plumbing. It's a big part of her religious practice. Um, But so every year she reads like a Native American prayer or like says something to start the dinner. And that's what she was doing. And literally as if it were on the paper she was reading, (laughs) there's like the toilet announcement. And then like she was like, and cheers. And everyone like looked at each other like, okay, let's go. That was an interesting Christmas too because that was the year that my sister got terribly, not my sister, my My mom mom got terribly ill and wasn't there. And when my mom isn't at a place, no one knows what to do. Like she's the person that everyone, like the the son. So she wasn't there. So the whole day everyone was like, this is different. It was like, because you know, like when you bring an introvert somewhere and they only know one person and that person's busy, that's what everyone felt like without his mom there. We were like, how do we have a conversation? Where do I put my hands? Like, what does it feel like outside? Do you know what it feels like? Is the weather okay? How are you? Like, but you don't know what to do. And and I loved just being a part of it because it was a mess. (laughs) And then, well, not a mess. Your family's great. Well, no, dinner. It was lovely, but it's also like, that's where my grandma has a cat and she smokes and my sister's definitely allergic to cats and cigarettes smoke Perfect. and i'm allergic to so it's like part way through my sister and i have to go because we're dying so your yeah, grandma's just like, trying to kill I, you totally anaphylaxis yeah anyway that's just a little dip into holiday dynamics well i mean we're in october now where it's practically christmas yeah. so it makes are you big sense. halloween people your family my family no my dad actually makes a point to even if he is sitting in the front living room we'll turn off the front lights like he doesn't oh. do well with like, like don't strangers. come to my house yeah, yeah. He, which is odd because then like, he doesn't like the idea of a bunch of, like, 
Halloween people just kind of all the kids, Halloween people, their children um, <laughs> coming to our home. But then on Christmas Day, he gets furious that there's not children playing outside. So it's almost oh, like the spooky. What do you want? Yeah, it's like you can't have it both ways. <laughs> kids are going to be inside playing on their tablets or. They're going to be outside. So he doesn't want play on Halloween because that's when people get up to no good, but he wants play on Christmas because that's when it's wholesome and you should be making a snowman? I guess so. Well, I mean, Southern California. I mean, Southern California should be making a snowman. It's an ash man. Whenever the The Santa Ana winds carry some of the ash over. Firestorm ash I can't wait to have to leave my home again this year because of those damn fires. It's like a to-go bag always for fire season. (laughs) I realized that I have a bit of a to-go bag, like go bag or go box except. I realize that it's just full of matches and knives. It oh. is. That was well, like our zombie. So yeah, no, like, like it's our zombie apocalypse survival kit. I, I think there's maybe band aids in it too. Because okay, I'm like, first in case you burn yourself, you need to have a flashlights. There flashlights, yeah. but there's no canned food, no water, there's no, no batteries, no radio. No, it's just like <laughs> well, power the flashlight with hope. <laughs> See, and, <laughs> and I wonder, like I watch those apocalypse like preppers and all of that. I mm. wonder, like. Well, why? Like, are you <laughs> expecting things to get better? Or, like, how long are you wanting... Like, no. those zombie ones where they're outrunning zombies mm-hmm. forever. I'm like, I'd be out of there. I'm not... Oh. I'm just too tired. So, okay. I'm zombie apocalypse. Yeah. What's your... What's your trajectory? What happens in your life after the zombie apocalypse? How do you fit in? Do you just... What do you out? do? I'm like, ah, I'd move? rather be, like, the one that's, like doesn't give a shit which is the zombies like i'd rather like what am i waiting around for because are we expecting a cure or are we expecting like a haven like i think of like what is that bird box or whatever where there's Mm. like a haven but then for how long until that gets infected and then it's like i just don't want to run my whole life Mm -hmm. and i don't have enough i don't like canned food that much anyway yeah and so, too tinny. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh. I made that comment of like, I can't eat cold canned food. Yeah. So I wouldn't make it very long. Like, I would starve. I actually think cold would. I would die within hours. Like, it's <laughs> hours. just, that's just my well, fate. But, well, my worst fear is Instantly. that I'm a glasses wearer. And what happens if that's you lose true. your glasses <sighs> or they break? You're screwed. I can't see anything. I mean, that would be part of your storyline in the movie. Yeah. But I can't be. see. It's a short story. You would <laughs> so have... maybe stock up on Warby Parker or. <laughs> Just something like that's, that's your why I prepped every pair of glasses I've ever worn. <laughs> or maybe your first step in the zombie apocalypse is finding a doctor who does LASIK, mm. and that's your in first his step. Garage? Yeah, it would be okay. like it would be like the maybe. broken down CVS, and he would have to do LASIK. My luck, my eyes would just get in, like, like ripped f- out of my head, but I'd be alive <laughs> still. And so I'm just like anybody spare some but in survival a bird, material in a bird box situation. That would be great. Yeah, you'd be perfect. Oh, I, that movie. I still don't. Understand I love the happening bit. that came out called Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> Bird Box was the happening in what other movie? It um, was just any. Oh, other, that John Krasinski yeah. one. Oh, John, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. It's oh, just... The Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't do scary mad. movies very well. So, like, me watching the whole Bird Box, which actually was forced upon me by my fiance. Which is like what happens in the movie. Basically, they, like, hold your eyes open. Yeah, and then he falls asleep. So his eyes are already closed. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, like, it is way past my bedtime. And yeah. I'm in the dark watching a scary movie, which I don't do well. And then I got obsessed with it. So, like, other people think it's silly, and I'm like, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. It's so scary. I just needed Sarah Paulson to be in the whole thing, and as soon as she died, I was like, I'm out. Spoiler. I, I live as long as Sarah Paulson does I in something. So, on, like oh, on purpose. Good gauge. I, yeah. yeah, everybody roots for her. 
Yeah. I would be sobbing and crying and I can't see. So I you would know. be, everyone would feel sorry for me and they'd help me. Wait, didn't one of her I won the prices right. I'm, I'm likable. <laughs> one of her American Horror Story characters had a weird eye thing. You're just right on brand. Yes. Oh, oh I don't remember that. Yeah, but. Okay, well. yeah, I don't watch that either. Too scary. <laughs> Great. I don't do scary. No, and that's fair. I mean, this is a terrible month for you. I was literally just watching. Which is odd because I love dress up and I yeah. love a good fun costume. I think there's a difference. Yeah. Like you can like some aspects of it. Like, I like, what was I, where was I going with this? Like, I like all the food part of Thanksgiving, yeah. but no. not the, like, Native American genocide yeah. part of and it. The oh, part. that's my favorite part. So I don't celebrate that part. <laughs> blanket. I don't see Native American genocide. No. Um, I'm just like, exist. colorblind. I don't. Oh, I, my gosh. Uh, hi, these are three white people yes. talking about <laughs> races. This is best hey, Mary and I aren't all completely white. Yeah. Oh, Just yeah. no one believes us because we look completely Zero right. people believe German, <laughs> Irish, and I am the whitest person possible. I'm Colton Mooney. Oh, I'm Gabe Thibodeau. Oh, yeah. Wow, is... you slipped that right in. I know, wow. and this is Vest Exes. Thanks so much for joining us. And we're really way. excited because uh, Colton's sister Jordan came on as our first guest and opened up a whole new world of yes. Vest X of three microphones. And we, yeah, also boy. using Jordan's actual microphone. Yeah. So Jordan she's really to... making this happen. And we're really excited to have Jordan. Here. I me, know. Jordan. Whenever, she, whenever she's in the house with me, I'm just like, Jordan Hughes is here right now. She like, I am like the biggest fan of my sister. I seriously like, she posts something and I get notifications for it. Yeah. Like, oh my like, God, she just posted something. And I like, she has the best hat game I've ever seen. Like, oh yeah, oh, it's insane. Her whole style. I, I want to grow up it. to like, be even her. Disney hat game. I'm like, <laughs> it's I hard to have Disney. good hat game just across. Yeah, the board. I, and she's got. I don't hate Disney. I hate Disney, like paraphernalia. Yeah, and she has the best Disney paraphernalia. She does it. Remember my hat phase? At yes, where I, I like started wearing hats and only wear hats and very printed hats. Very printed, <gasps> flat brimmed yes. hats. Very printed hats. I and when we met was trying to fit in with like the cool group home kids, teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the adult, I didn't have uh, I didn't have a teenage year really growing up, so I like realized like I can make a bunch of friends and get paid. Like this is such a cool. They have to talk to me if they want dinner tonight. Do you want your medication? (laughs) Joke around with me. Just like let's play some video games or something. And no, I mean that Mary and I met working for uh, Bleep. I don't know if we can say the name. I don't even know if it exists. I thought it shut down. That's how checked in we are. Our way of running it got shut down but yeah. now it is shifted it's like pivoted it's business planned. um and so it's a, it's a little bit different and there's probably like five people that still work there um oh, wow. that sounds stressful it's that's what it felt stressful. like with 40, 40 fucking clients yeah. and like all yes. that work it felt like there were only five of us at a yeah time. And, like, one person who was the emergency and hoping that they weren't at the other five houses that yeah. were also like in an emergency. The house that was not anywhere near the other ones. Yes. That's, like, where they always <laughs> were because the food was better at that one. I did love these experiences. Yes. <laughs> now that you're in social work, actually, yeah. do you look back on that experience at all? Ooh. Like With trauma. Lens. Yeah. So when or you like... stop crying, yeah. how do you think about it? Now, I... So big, big chunks of working there, I loved. Like, yeah. really loved. And I think of it with like fondness and good people that I've met, um, great relationships with kids. There's still a couple kids that I'm still in contact with that are now parents themselves. Yeah. Um, actually, it is odd to think back. I'm like, oh yeah, they're actually adults now. But um, I enjoyed big chunks of it. There were also big chunks and like specific people that bring about a special kind of hatred mm. that um, 
I actually was just talking about one of them in the car ride home with my brother, who was friends with Colton and I that worked there as well, and our significant others. And just in making jokes about this guy, um, I started getting seething mad about wow. how he made stupid money I for stealing my ideas I, I know and you're talking about. texting me to tell me he's going to call me. And <laughs> like he tried out for no doubt and just oh. different things. I was stuck in a car ride with him was for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Where he told it. I think, did he tell us about the jingles in that yes. one? Where the SeaWorld jingles, he, he did jingles for SeaWorld and like wanted me to like look through his big CD case that he still had in 2016. Because he, this was networking. You were going to make him help him get where I he was, wanted to go in his career. Can we, I just want to make sure this yeah. is clear for the listener because it's wild. Yeah. This is a person who made jingles for SeaWorld years past. Years past. Like 15, and had 20 years a ago. CD case of those said jingles in his car yes. to bring out in any given moment. Yeah. At any given ready. point. Mm-hmm. Which you um, did. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. <laughs> yeah. And wanted to show me them. I proceeded to keep telling him like no i'm okay like i believe that you did that i believe you <laughs> I when believe you talked you that. to me and it was it was just an unreal he never wanted to drive separate he always wanted to drive together mm-hmm. and i was willing to do the previously said dreaded drive to la by myself in my own car with my own gas money straight out of college i would have to walked. avoid yeah <laughs> I would have driven public transit before going Blind, in a car again. Yes. With a band, a bag over my head on it the metro. box style. I'll be fine. Unreal. Uh, the level of hatred that I have towards this person. I don't think I feel that level of hatred for anyone else other than my wonderful host game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Special place in your heart. I just had, I, we had a moment yesterday where i was like you know you're a really good boyfriend right and he's just like you tell me this ever so often like it's something i don't know and i'm like i just need you to know this well it's usually after he's been like ragging on me or teasing me yeah. for no reason so for a long period of time it's the sandwich sandwich. you have to give a compliment I love it. With but, two things but, mean in between. But Colton and I started dating when you guys worked here, which I don't know yeah. if we ever actually said, like, we don't have to say the name, but it was essentially like a group home it was for a group kids home in the foster system. It was a level. Abused what was the number? Children. Was it a 12 or 14? At the time, it was a nine. Nine. Um, it is now or was before it closed, like, it got up to like 15, <gasps> which is kids that are fresh out of juvenile yeah. hall or should be in juvenile hall, but there's no charges pending. Yeah. And I think the best, if you've seen short term 12 with um, yeah. Brie Larson, Perfect. that's like that was the best 12, way right? to. Mm-hmm. Short term 12 gauge what it is that we did and we met through that she was a supervisor when i started and like the way that we met each other is she left i still have this little note she like left in my mailbox that said like i'm hearing really wonderful things about you like so glad to have you on the team oh my gosh that was me and you i know and i was like oh my god i'm gonna tell her i'm gay (laughs) because i had not been telling anybody that well because i'm like i need i want a friend I can tell her that I'm gay because I worked in a place. It was oh, kind of was, a religiously uh, run, yeah, which like I have a whole background in that. So I can kind of play it. But it like I never wanted my sexuality to be compared to like anything negative yeah. that any of the kids had experienced. And if I just didn't say anything about it, then it's like, whatever. So yeah, in my time being closeted. Uh, there were a lot of printed job. hats. Let's remind everybody. There were a lot of printed hats. <laughs> you were telling people in some You were ways. telling yeah. people with your hats. Oh, yeah. you're, I mean, 
the kids still to this day didn't know, which I think was pretty wonderful because they would ask me like, are you, who's, are you have a girlfriend? Like all this. And oh, like, and it, some of the adults so, yeah. asked you that too. I know. And I said, you know, and I'm really just like on my walk with the Lord right now. And I'm just really. <laughs> Except instead of the Lord, it was me. Was, yeah. I was, I was, it was a man named Greg. I also <laughs> call my boyfriend the Lord. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jesus. No, but we met, way. we started dating when you were both still working there. Super traumatized And work, yeah. I remember the day that he quit because it was all, I kept getting all these phone calls of him getting off shifts where at the end of the call I'd be like listen I'm worried about you yeah <laughs> I don't think this is good for your health I don't think this is good for your like yeah <laughs> like the in-house times I thank the lord I was single yeah. because I don't know if I could have supported another person in like the mental health that the in-house where your mom and dad you're mm-hmm. you know essentially caring for six six children non-stop and you know throwing peppering in some medication and mental yeah. health and drug use and weird sexual stuff going on yeah. and that was a lot and so like to have i couldn't imagine the text that you know my partner would have at that point i, I remember it would be a lot i remember a couple times i won't say his name but i'll say a thumb sucker in one way oh, i yeah. went i was so mad about something like how they weren't going to do anything about him or they weren't like stopping him from like and what was going to happen to him he left and i said like one of the darkest things i've ever said to gabe yeah, and he was like i'm gonna need you to go to therapy yeah <laughs> and i was well, like it was, that's it was... a good point because i was just so frustrated about the reality yeah. that it's we unreal. lived in where it's like we have these kids and then they leave and they're gonna go do terrible things like but what it's do i do situation. and it's basically like there's nothing you can do yeah like you can try your best but there's nothing you can do or the part that you do feels like a helpless yeah. way to contribute or whatever but it was literally just like a 10 minute conversation where he was just ranting and like saying these really <laughs> dark things and i was like okay this isn't good for your brain right now yeah. like what's, and so then when he finally oh, yeah. quit i was like i like celebrated i think more we than were I think all really when happy quit. when i quit because i i like kicked it off yeah like I think it you, was me and the, then keegan my, yeah. i think then you then tommy left. yeah tommy was there after me he was left he was there for a while but like i i felt like everyone thought maybe they were allowed to leave because yeah. i had left. like someone like we're not leaving the <laughs> last god yeah, yeah like i i well and i mean all of the information leading up to me doing that is like a program mary and i were involved in with like the emancipated youth and it went uh, south it was not very well run real south so it was like the biggest reality check of like what happens to these kids when they become adults and being in the crosshairs of that and that's why i'm on medication now (laughs) and (laughs) this is going really sad but on the other side of it i do there are times that I wish, like, I do like the idea of where I'm at now because I've watched so many social workers and would get so angry at some of these social workers being, like, in the house with these kids and hearing them rant and rave and see their social worker for five minutes. And now I'm like, I a thousand percent get it mm-hmm. because the county that we lived in is hours wide and you were expected to see your kids once a month. And if, you know, you knew your coworker who sat next to you was going to go to this specific group home, why not, instead of driving for two hours, just say, hey, can you see my kid while while you're there? So there's just so many, like, wow. like systemic yeah. mm-hmm. horrors yeah. that I now completely understand. And my heart, like, kind of breaks for the kids even more 
but I'm hopeful for the county that I'm well, in now for sure. Well, yeah, the only thing that made me feel a little bit better about that is like, yeah, they can't see their social worker, but I'm pretty kick ass. Yeah. Like, is it the, if they get to spend time with me, that's like cool. Cause you know, the social worker is, you can only invest so much. Yeah. When you have that workload, but it's like, you're only one of six of my kids. Yeah. And like, I have prioritize you and I can do that. And that's like why I liked that setup. And that's why that job always seems so gnarly to me, though, because it's like, if you work that job and you have a heart like you guys have, yeah. you can't oh, do the heart. job without doing more than the job is technically supposed to ask of you. Oh, like, gosh, yeah. Because you're seeing where much, yeah. the system is failing these mm-hmm. kids and where the lack is and you're with these kids all day, like yeah. you're stepping in to fill that lack and that's not supposed to be your job. Yeah. No. But it ends up being your job and then it gets all wrapped, you know. It then, was a lifestyle. It was. It was, it was like, let's That do... was the word I was thinking of. I was like, I don't know if this is a good no. lifestyle no, it was... for you right now. Well, and that's Definitely. like, we got so close because you're in a, you're in the actual trend. Bonding. It, that's like what it's it was <laughs> and they said like there was a list of people of like the most stressful jobs and mm-hmm. like one was in the military and the other's like crab fishing in alaska oh, yeah. like, and then like fishing. number one was social work yeah. like working with kids traumatized people w- when you are not i didn't go to school for this yeah like i didn't go to school to know what to tell a kid when he told me he was touched and yeah. like what do you say to that it was like okay that's sorry like yeah. and having to deal with that and the mental toll of it and this got i mean i love talking I about say, stuff got, like, like this really anyways i know real i know okay. but this is really real well uh, in the theme of talking about traumatized teenagers <laughs> yes. I have a really good couple today. Speaking Yay. of high schoolers and speaking of musicals. Okay. <gasps> Did we decide what order we're going in? Based I'm on first, your setup, I see Mary. that you're first. Yeah, Mary, me, Mary, okay, you. I feel more comfortable in between you. Perfect. Yeah. As in life. It's good. And it's many good. photos. So, <laughs> if you were our, our age, if you're a millennial, you grow up. You grew up with the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And you grew up with a very successful trilogy of movies that there were called High School Musical. Oh. I didn't know there was a third. There I didn't know three. there was a third. Well, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, wow. Gabe went to school with Zac Efron. Sort of, not really. <laughs> he was at your school or something. He was. He went there once for a football we game. We competed in that. Oh, it's such a boring story. I tell it. I was in I was in what was called speech or Ooh. forensics at some high schools in high school, which is basically it's like the same thing. You get up and go to these tournaments where you perform 10-minute snippets from plays or books or movies. Okay. And it's like acting, but also there's like actual formal speeches in some categories and stuff like but anyway toastmasters kind of like toastmasters mm, okay. there are speeches like I that but it's some some it's literally yeah. like you do some some categories it's literally like you could take a script from mean girls and perform it by yourself and it's oh like this weird acting culture thing but it it's it was a big part of my high school experience and Zach Efron did that when he was in high school and we competed at some tournaments and we both went to the state championship in the same category and he beat me by two places. We both were finalists, and he beat me by two oh. places. You could have been the new Zac Efron. I could musical. have been in high that school. That could have launched school. your career. Can you imagine High School two Musical places. exactly as it is, except subbing like Fat Gabe in for Zac I Efron? think about that a lot. I think that would actually. We have that conversation a lot. That actually, <laughs> we'll say like this entire movie, like Black Swan, the entire thing, except instead of Natalie Portman, it's Gabe, it's me. and like it's never explained. I'm like in love with this it's game, never and I will play it all the time, and we. Talk 
talk about how it'll be really bad when we have money because we're gonna do that. Like we're oh. gonna refilm things with Gabe instead of, of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. It's gonna be mm-hmm. Gabe in that pink shirt and those shorts. It certainly would. And he's gonna I, like with that camera too, mm-hmm. like the older camera. Oh, completely. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my god! The, the same place, Flight the same Hawaii, set, everything. Okay. We'll have Laura Dern there. Exactly. Yeah, giving counsel. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. But I just, I get so like thrown off on like Kardashian money that that would be a fun way to spend that oh, kind of money. Yeah. Because I'm like, what would you spend it on? I like. I think I would. Movies. I would spend money to make a website that's like Serena Williams's exact full website, but it's me and all the oh photos. My god, this is my oh. favorite game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the possibilities are endless. But that's my connection to Zac Efron. We like competed in this weird thing, and he beat me. And then, For like the, the next role. year, he was in High School Musical. Yeah. Well, I don't have a source today. I didn't copy and paste it, but I'm pretty sure it's Nikki Swift. Oh, what a bummer! <laughs> and I will be reading lesson. the whole story because it is ghastly. <laughs> How many times did they say November? <laughs> that was said a couple of times in one sentence on your la- on the. Last oh yeah, I think I said November a solid ten times in one sentence. Yeah, yeah, I was like, speaking of November, it's November. <laughs> it's uh, so I'm going to also be sprinkling in some song names, mm. and you're going to have to tell me when you think that what I'm saying is the name of a High School Musical song. Okay. Unprompted, okay. we have to yeah. like that's a song. I'm gonna name. say something and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna so look at, at you guys and you need to sell me if it is a high school musical song or not. Okay. So <laughs> I'm fresh, I'm stressed. Okay. So Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, affectionately known as Zanessa. Nope. 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 <laughs> were a match made in Disney Heaven. The two men on the set of High School Musical in the mid two thousands and the rest, of course, quickly became history. Is this the start of something new? That's, that's a, song. a song. Okay, I see <laughs> yes, how this is gonna work. Okay. Great, I'm in. So let's see if they all remained all in this together. Oh, God. So a song. Yeah. <laughs> in 2005, <laughs> Hudgens and Efron found themselves in the set of High School Musical, which would go on to be the launching fat pad for both of their acting careers. She still has an of acting c- career? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Keep going. Shay. I'm so sorry. I did hear something mean about that she's not a very nice person. So maybe <gasps> it you want to edit that there. part well, out. Well, we'll see. She we'll see. This. <laughs> However, it turns out the two didn't exactly become romantically Wait, romantic naturally. In fact, they may have had a little bit of a push from Disney. Oh. Producers paired the two of them together for Troy and Gabriella. That's their names in the movies. For their entire audition, they had really good chemistry. And throughout this whole audition, there were different people like thought to be Troy and Gabriella. But those Vanessa and Zach were always paired together because they yeah. just had such good chemistry. And it got to the point where... Zach was kind of weirded out by it because he's like, everybody else is getting like paired with different people and I'm not. It's like they're trying not to have us be with other people. So the producers had them sticking to the status quo. That's a song. (laughs) Is it? I don't know that one. Stick to the status quo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's in a it's in a lunchroom. It it's might be in thing. the third one where we didn't watch oh, it. Oh, maybe. Got it. No, it's the first one. No, eye. wait. It's it's the first one, I think. Okay. Yeah. While it might have just been fate that the two lovebirds ended up together, it also seems that they might have been playing Cupid, the producers. Seeing as the two split just two years after the release of the final movie, it's very possible that their chemistry was more out of convenience than anything else. Yeah. The casting people ones. thought, you're what I've been looking for. Song. <laughs> oh, my God. Hudgens was left red-faced by not one, but two nude photo scandals over the course of oh. a relationship with Efron. I did not know that. The first photos hit the internet September 2007, and the rumors began to swirl that she would be dropped from the third movie, senior year. Oh, it was it's Disney. 
Oh. Yeah. However, wait, whoever said there's no such thing as bad publicity has clearly never been a Disney Channel darling. The link was even or the leak was made even more controversial by the fact that the actress had allegedly emailed nude photos to former Nickelodeon star Drake Bell. No. Oh. Wait, was he was this part of the whole like Jennifer Lawrence time when no. all those came out? That was oh, later. Okay. That was oh. in like 2012 or so, something. So gotcha. who leaked her pics? Zac Efron? The the internet did, but they were photos that Anonymous, were probably. sent to Drake Bell. <laughs> Come on, Vanessa, get your head in the game. Oh, yes, that's definitely <laughs> It seems that the actress did not learn her lesson from the first time she found herself in another photo scandal in August 2009. Although we never really made or she never never made public statements about the leak. It seems that Efron stood by her during this, even though like they weren't images he had seen before. So, like, why are there nude photos on a dead girl's phone? Like (laughs) Viola Davis. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, he couldn't have been thrilled, but he never made any statements about it. But he was just like, you know, I stand with her. Um, she had to be praying for, for the days when there was just me and you. Song? Oh. <laughs> now they're all like, question marks, song? <laughs> Dating one of the hottest celebrities in the world is all fun and games until you realize one little problem. There are millions of girls who want your man, too. Was he a hottest celebrity in the world at the time when he, like, had pubes? By the third one, he was pretty he's fit like- and hot, Yeah. Yeah, because he was like, like, like twenty three. Like yeah, and he's yeah. like teen bop kind of. Because okay. he did, okay. he had, he did Charlie St. Cloud. Like he yeah. rocketed after yeah, that, and now he's now he's Zac Efron. So it's really good. Uh, sorry. Oh yeah, there are millions of other girls who want your man. That was a lesson that Hudgens found out the hard way. God. In March 2015, she opened up to the New York Times about what it was like to date the former teen heartthrob and share a bit of insight as to why they split. Apparently, the actress got a point got to a point in the relationship where she was completely over dealing with uh, his dedicated fans and didn't like the person she was becoming at all. Ugh. Can you imagine? Uh, first I think of all, that's a little hypocritical. <laughs> I went through a phase when I was really mean because I was so fed up. She said, "Girls were running after him, and I was giving them death stares." Then I realized that's not what this is about. Spread the love. Be a good person. They support you. Be nice. She was thinking. It's now or never. It's a song. <laughs> it seems like the brown-eyed beauty realized that being a green-eyed monster. <laughs> yes, sorry, that was so well written. Uh, it was not I a good look. Yours for a minute. <laughs> no, say it again because it went over. <laughs> it seemed like the brown-eyed beauty realized that the green-eyed monster was Nikki. That's Nikki, if that's you, I'm so proud of you for that. That was the one good thing. I'm you not. Wrote. I don't get I'm out of here. <laughs> this is my story. We can't blame her for getting jealous, though. I mean. As somebody who was dating a C-level celebrity there for a little while, I could see the connection with what Vanessa Hudgens <sighs> Just hurt my eyes had so hard. with Zac Efron, uh, except Zac Efron All the was not women a chasing after your C-level celebrity? Yeah. Okay. You'd be surprised. All right. I know. <laughs> He's very lucky I have <laughs> very tight lips. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, we can't blame her for getting jealous. So he has 28.3 million Instagram followers. And to see, he has only gotten hotter and more popular over the years. <laughs> it should not be fit. easy. Anyways, so back to when the final movie hit theaters in 2008. The boys are back. Theaters? Yeah, the third yeah. one was in theaters. Yeah, I think only, wasn't the only, only the, the first third one. Because oh, the, the first two thing. were Disney Channel original movies, and then and the, the third, third one, one hit theaters. Wow. It was a big hit. Wow. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, I was so I blacked out that whole year. I know. The boys are back. 
Okay, that's a song, that's a song. but I don't... Because you stared directly at us. <laughs> <laughs> to the dismay of High School Musical fans everywhere, the last installment of the franchise hit theaters in 2008. It may have been the end of an era, and many feared that it would also be the end of Zanessa. Oh, my God. It. While it's not impossible for couples who meet on set to stay together, it's not a super popular thing to do. Between the tabloids, constant claims the two were headed for Splitsville. But no longer being on the set that brought them together, it seems like Zach and Vanessa's fate was sealed the second the, the credits started to roll. Do either of you know what time is it? Oh, okay. Song. That wasn't even integrated. You yeah. just said the song. Are you just asking us? After spending the better part of three years dancing and singing the days away together on the same set, it was finally time for Efron and Hudgens. Why do they use last names? I hate it. Because they think they're journalists. I know. To go their own way and focus on life post high school musical. However, it seems that distance doesn't always make the heart grow fonder. Hodgins, Hudgens told Shape Magazine that the couple's busy work schedules <laughs> that sometimes sent them to opposite ends of the world really took a toll on their relationship. Long-distance relationships are hard no matter what, said Hudgens. When we don't have face-to-face time, it's just different. Having an iPhone helped, but it wasn't the same. Oh, this was oh, the year it was. iPhones to just started. To having an iPhone. Efron's first big gig after High School Musical was in the comedy 17 again. Did we see that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cute. It was really good. It had Matthew Perry in it. He was his own, like the younger version of his dad. He was 17. And what's his face from like Reno 911 who's in everything. Oh my God. He did like the weird commentary in the Emmys this year. Oh, oh yeah, I, I didn't love like him, that, that at all. Weird. It was really bad and weird. Strange choice. So she su- got a supporting role in the movie Bandslam. <laughs> so while Hutchins well. was shooting, <laughs> I've seen that. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so while Hutchins was shooting her film down in Texas, he was in California. Things got a bit tricky when your famous other half. Wait. Dragon. <laughs> I know. So they called it quits in 2010. <laughs> I'm not even going to read that fucking sentence. It basically said, like, it's different when your career doesn't have you being in the same dressing room for, like, years, like, as the person. So, like, now they're separate. They're doing- How have they're I found love? I know. <laughs> Don't get it. How am I ever going to find love? So when they called it quits in 2010, they were still trying to make the distance work, even though she was in Hawaii shooting. Shooting. Journey to the Mysterious Island. Hey, she probably got paid for that. No shit. While Efron was what shooting The Lucky One in New I think Orleans. The Rock was in it. Oh, got you. It's one of yes. his like for like jungly forest. Yes. Yeah, like yes. like volcano dinosaur yeah. movie. Yeah. Something. Either like that. way, I'm sure it was a night to remember. Song. Okay. <laughs> Although Efron was very serious about taking his acting career to the next level after High School Musical wrapped, it seems he wasn't nearly as concerned by taking the next step in his relationship. Mm. Well, at least not anytime soon. <laughs> in 2009, <laughs> Efron told GQ that marriage definitely wasn't happening anywhere in the future for me. Which, if it were me, I'd be thinking, this isn't fabulous. Okay, that one I know. That's a song. <laughs> That's a song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm definitely not getting married, he said. In this business, you're either getting married or they want you to be pregnant. I'm not getting married until I'm 40, if ever. It, the thought never crossed my mind. That was from Zach Efron? From Mr. Efron. Okay. I like how one of his choices is pregnancy. (laughs) Either married, pregnant, or dead. (laughs) And I don't want to be any of these things. I want to be Charlie St. Cloud. (laughs) Meanwhile, Hudgens had her sights on a slightly different future. She told Shape Magazine that she hoped to be married. Where do you find it? (laughs) 
she told <laughs> she told Shape that she had hoped to be married with a baby by the time she's thirty. At the time of writing, she was twenty eight. Oh. And she has been with her the same guy, Austin Butler, since the breakup. So they've been together for a while. Vanessa was basically like, I gotta go my own way. That's a song. Wait, you said that earlier in a, like in your sentence, I and know. I was like, I it know wasn't that. the time. I'm like, that's a song. Oh, I wrote it in extra, <laughs> but she did have to move on and be who she was. That's some lyrics for you. Thank you. Okay. Backstory. I think I told this story of like when I was 17 and I wrote the high school musical plays for my church and I listened to every song and wrote like a six part play that integrated the songs and I wrote new characters. So I know everything. And you did this with your beard girlfriend. Yes, and I broke yes. up with okay. her before the final performance. So I'm messy. full blown yes. fangirling. Oh my god, yes. And I real live story. tweet even though it's weeks after you guys have recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so I am pretty much a fan and a s- expert on High School Musical, and I know all the songs. Anyways, <laughs> you know if the- <laughs> wait. So the conflicting views on marriage. You need to be aligned. But they're already broken up. Well, this is like the reasons of why they broke up. Like it's more stuff was coming out after they broke up. Yeah. So not just the same dressing room issue. Yeah. (laughs) And being children. (laughs) There's a certain stigma that surround the stigma that surrounds Disney Channel stars. Can we name a couple? (laughs) Uh, No. So while some stars Disney. Wow. While some Disney stars alumni graduate to go on to bigger and better things, mm-hmm. that some also get stuck in the Disney limbo. For some, the limbo is taking some pretty extreme measures to show the world that they're no longer part of the Mickey Mouse Club, gotcha. including yeah. swinging half naked on a wrecking ball. Yeah. Thank you, or Miley. Even. Just yeah. all of them. Yeah. However, for others, it's as simple as breaking up with your longtime significant other. I. Vanessa, Zanessa, Zanessa. Yeah. Right. So every <laughs> people right. were starting to think that maybe this was actually a strategic move on both of their parts. And all I can say is, bet on it. Okay. Ugh, all okay. right. We know that. Yeah. He uh-huh. wants to put his whole High School Musical <laughs> past behind him and be known as a sexy solo actor like Leonardo DiCaprio. Said the source, he was ready to experience life as a single man. He was thinking, I want it all. This is a fun game. (laughs) (laughs) It's one thing to have to compete with your significant other for time in the bathroom in the morning. It's another to have a to compete to fill seats in a theater. In 2010, shortly before the couple shared the news of the world that they had broken up, they almost shared a release date. Due to the shuffling around the release dates, Efron's movie Charlie St. Cloud ended up completely taking over the release date of Hudgens' movie Beastly. While her release date was pushed back to March 2011, Efron told MTV News that he was the one who had to break it to his then-girlfriend, who admitted she didn't think it was fair for them to have to have movies coming out on the same day. I mean... It really has nothing to do with your relationship, but whatever. I mean, it's kind of like picking friends when there's a breakup. Like, who? What friends do you get? What, what movie do does, I get? Like, what movie what, gets to come out on this? Yeah. Day, what you know? box office moment do you <laughs> have? Just totally relatable, normal thing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's done. Yeah, yeah everyone's had this shit there. <laughs> release dates. So in the long run, it seems like Hudgens got the short end of the stick on two counts. Not only was her release date pushed back, but Efron didn't even attend her premiere since they were Ooh. broken up by the time that it released. Uh, White wow. man. Hudgens, however, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Don't call me out like that. <laughs> Hudgens, however, did attend Charlie Say Cloud premiere, which Aww. was one of the last times that they were seen together in public. Doesn't that just make you want to scream? Okay. There's a song called Scream? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Do they scream in the song? It's not really a Zac game Efron because did. every time you look at us, it is a song. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it was never supposed to be a game. <laughs> Got it. Got this it. is my game. <laughs> did they stay friends? I mean, were they friends to begin I with? I know. It sounds like they it's didn't really. I don't. I don't think it got ugly, but I don't think they're friends. I don't think. I don't think friends. they hang out. It doesn't really sound like they were built on a lot of love, mm-hmm. as much as forced like dressing singing. room sharing. Like I don't think Vanessa Hudgens is prepared to like go hang out at his huge mansion and then go back to her like condo in Sherman Oaks. Like I don't think that would be that's, good. That's that's cute that you think she lives in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> where do you think? Where do you think she lives? I think she lives in like. Culver City. No, no, that's too expensive. Oh, you think we're talking oh, like? We're I think she lives in like Simi Valley, Panoramic City, yeah. Panorama City. <laughs> Panorama. That's a there's place. a Home Depot. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, okay, so works there. <laughs> <laughs> Though they were a Hollywood fixture for quite some time, Zach and uh, Vanessa decided to end things in 2010. At the time, a source close to the pair said the split was mutual, with no blood. Blood. Blah blah blah. Naturally, they were 100% still good friends, says the source. I guess you could say they were breaking free. Okay. Oh, wow. Did, is that actually I'm the truth, or are you just one. doing that build up for your breaking free moment? <laughs> we're breaking free. We're so. Yeah. Uh, so that's them. But yeah, I think for the most part they are friendly with each other. But I think that they they don't talk. They, they don't, don't talk. They don't but if they see each number. other, but at this point, like they're in such different places. Yeah. Meaning, like he's working, mm-hmm. and she and goes to red carpets with Austin Folds, Bull Barretts. What's his name? What's Austin. Her? Butler? Butler? Bishmith? I don't know. <laughs> Austin Bishmith. So, Austin, how are you? Uh, <laughs> if you can Is call us Austin? at any point. I don't know. But yeah, so that's them. Thanks for joining me with this should, one. Is wow. this the part where I should mention that my friend was in a movie with him and that he like sucks dicks in the bathroom? Wait. Should we cut that out? Efron yeah. or? He sucks dicks in the bathroom? Yeah, should I, we cut that out? He does, he's not gay. Mm. He's I don't know if you have not, to be gay to Did he have sex with you? Straight. At the... At the, by friend, did you mean you, Gabe? <laughs> Gabe, are you in the bathroom? <laughs> Wait, the it was, was the debate club that? Do you, you know I, how closeted I was up until I was like forty-seven years old? I didn't go to school. Old. I have no idea. No, my friend was in a film with him, and a he film? was very much known to be free reign for anyone who was interested in doing sexual things, men or women. I mean, I'm for it either way. Hmm. I just, I feel like. There would have been more rumors, unless he just has a really great like marketing PR team that hushes it all down. Maybe that's fair. Should your like, hall pass be him then, since yeah. it's more likely that you would have sex with him? I would have to be attracted to him. You're not attracted to Zac Efron? No. What's wrong with Zac? Pansexual Zac Efron? I think it's just like deep seated resentment and jealousy he be- that you oh, meet me in speech. Oh, childhood trauma. Like, like I can't really handle losing. I specifically yeah. never watched High School Musical because I was like. Ugh. Then how did it you wasn't gonna be songs you. right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't gonna be you. You couldn't have been Zach. No, it was. I'm sorry. Had to play it basketball. was just. It was just general like. You could have been the basketball. <laughs> I auditioned, but um, I painted my head orange. What? <laughs> um. I yeah. We don't have to keep that in because it is just blatant rumors. But the person who told me doesn't make shit up, and she was like, oh, yeah. "I love good rumors. Don't you worry. I started one about myself a couple months ago." About why I left Starbucks. Oh. I know. You'll be hearing about it soon. I've it's had pretty a few good. rumors. I had rumors at her old job. <laughs> Wait, there's rumors at her old job about me? No, about me. Oh. oh. Yeah, I like your rumors. And a specific picture that I'm like, that picture doesn't exist. So much so I told my dad about it. Yes. And I wouldn't have told my dad about it if the picture was real. real. Yeah. 
Yeah, people say your name right just now, do some shitty things, you know. Yeah. And here we are. So then maybe we should cut it out so that I'm not saying a shitty rumor, even though I'm pretty sure it was true. Gabe, you're messy. You have pink fingernail polish I do. on right I, it's, now. I can't. It's you too much. Get to just be whatever it is. I wasn't in my right mind when this happened, and it's very bright. Then it's very bad. It's not a color you can actually identify. Can, did you see mine? I did see yours. Mine are yours. Light. Um, I'm gonna be honest when I tell you this. So yours <laughs> remind me of my grandma's nails. How she always had them a specific like bronzy gold color They're like rose gold it, it, i know it's cool now but i just remember my grandma like same thing my friend kim wears these green pants that always remind me of my grandma and i'm like yeah. I, i'm not saying this offensively because she was one of my she's passed now but she was one of my favorite people in the entire world okay so and this is good yeah I'm it's like, good and so I, that's why i'm like hands it feels and it's like, like you're holding her grandma's no hers are very <laughs> more like way more wrinkly so it, it, <laughs> wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be the same <laughs> It would not be the same at all with you. Thank you. It would be a fraud. <laughs> so is it my turn? It, it is. is. Oh my god! Do you have a game it. associated with? I don't have a game. I do have sources though, oh, because please. if there's one thing I've yeah. learned is say the sources, because people like me are like, oh, Gabe didn't say his sources, and Colton <gasps> did. Yeah. I key into all mm-hmm. of those little. I pieces. never say my sources. Um, I protect them. Protect <laughs> <laughs> their identity. The I don't reveal I my sources. SVU. So. Um, I'll say, okay. So I was really, really nervous. Well, first of all, yeah, it's already come out. Okay. So first of all, I had two people lined up and I was bouncing the idea off my sister-in-law. Like, what do you think I should do? Is this like too obvious? All of that. And, um, one of the ideas was Nick Lachey and Jessica And, and it was like, it was a matter of time, but it was odd that like, the time that I brought it up. Yeah. It wasn't like I had talked about it weeks ago. Like I talked about it over the weekend in the car with her. And then on Monday. And then Monday yeah. I see the picture pop up and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> and so, and actually I didn't even see it first. I saw Sydney's Instagram comment of like, God, are you yeah. kidding me? I thought she was saying God, like I love it. No, she, <laughs> she was, was saying, saying like, are you joking? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yay. Because we oh. had like all these ideas, like all this different stuff. Because um, naturally I can't do anything by myself without bouncing ideas off of everyone. <laughs> but so then I went a, my different direction and thought, I don't know, that's kind of too obvious too. So I decided Wait, to were go. you going to do Gabe and I? Yes. <laughs> the rise and fall. Of... You, we were there. Well, the I'm the full circle. Can I just say, I'm so glad we're at this point. Yeah. Because there was a point there this that I was point. like, oh, yeah. it hurts and it's hard because I love both of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because I'm like a matchmaker and I don't like failure. And so <laughs> I'm glad that you're back. Thank you. You did it. <laughs> yes. This is all me. Um, so this is actually the story of the rise and fall of Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. Oh, Yay. excellent. Yes. Excellent. Um, so my sources are biography.com. I don't know Ooh. if that's a source. I looked for a name. It's a good source. Okay. Good source. Somebody wrote that. Yeah. And it was like, at the end of it, it was like, we want fact checking. And I'm like, okay, good. You seem credible. <laughs> um, and then Sarah Caldwell, Alicia, I have no idea. I'm going to butcher. Uh, blah, blah, Joby. Blah. Yeah. Um, wonderful which is where i get a lot of my news e news mm-hmm. and in style perfect Ooh. so no shape magazine no shape? sadly i like avoided shape somehow how are I'm, we gonna know what vanessa thinks about this I, or the source i don't know <laughs> um so i call this first part their younger years Ooh. i kind of broke it up i had a whole outline this was a lot of work for me um and 
It, yeah, it was a lot. So, born in Kentucky <gasps> in 1963. Oh, Who do you think? It, which back, one it is? I think it's Winona. Vanessa Hutchins. It's Vanessa. <laughs> it's definitely Johnny Depp. I didn't know he was that old. I didn't know either. Well, that's not old. I just thought he was younger than that. Yeah, I, I thought definitely. He was like I think because he. Yeah. I so think that's Johnny. That's Johnny. Mm. But he's like so almost Johnny, sixty. Yeah, because it's a year. Yeah. Um, so Johnny Depp was the youngest of four kids. Hmm. Um, and there's a lot of nonsense in there about how he had to get child support from his dad and all of these different things. We like saw he Gilbert was, Grape. It's fine. Yeah. It was like specifically he his job was to go pick up the child support check, which I was like, I don't know if that's relevant, but here I am saying it there anyway. It sure is. Um, but he dropped out of high school after joining a garage band called The Kids. Ooh. Oh. It's innovative. Um, in 1983, at the age of 20, Johnny met and married 25-year-old makeup artist Lori Allison. Okay. Did they say friends? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that same that. year, the couple moved to L.A. with Depp's band in hopes of striking it big. Um, Jay Depp. I'm Ooh. just kidding. Ooh. I'm kidding. I see fangirl. I have these moments. I'm like, I need to talk about this. <laughs> um, landed his first legitimate role in the movie Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984. Yes. That yeah. bed scene. Yeah. Um, this was before I was alive, which I find really odd. Um, <laughs> oh, he wow. began studying acting in earnest and the lessons paying off by 1987, where he landed the role on TV show on the TV show 21 Jump Street. Yeah. That was like his like heartthrobby period. Um, he has yeah. since been known or become known for his willingness to take on more darker roles in film. Um, throughout those years, he met and proposed, not quite getting to the chapel, to several women. By 1985, the kids, his band, oh, yeah. had broken up and so had his marriage. Oh, after his split. What a with, good segue. I know. <laughs> um, after his split with Allison, Depp struck up a relationship with actress Cheryl and Finn, no okay, clue, sure. whom he met on the set of the short film Dummies. They were also briefly engaged, but split up shortly after. I'm sensing a pattern here, yeah. Mr. Depp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, after their breakup, Depp then met and proposed to actress Jennifer Grey. And oh. their yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. and their romance was also short lived because no one puts baby in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was yeah. great. <laughs> so my source is myself. Thanks. Um, <laughs> also source Mary. Thanks. Yeah. All and then I, I love writing all this, but I said all I have to say is thank God I just got engaged because if this man can get married or get engaged. Not one, but not two, but three engagements before I was even born. I'd feel very shortchanged that I'm 30 now. Yeah. But I'm engaged, so. You're fine. You're safe. I'm good now. Um, that ring, though. I know. It's so pretty. Sorry if it's blinding you. I can't see you. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, switching gears now to Miss Ryder. Mm-hmm. Actress Winona Laura Horowitz was born. Oh, I know. Good Good call on the name change. Yeah. It's a... It's a professional choice um <laughs> was born october 29th 1971 in winona minnesota i was that gonna be- say can you imagine the odds when like oh they knew that they yeah, lived they there lived when there. she was born okay <laughs> what are the odds <laughs> they named it after the city you like my name would be like temecula Robola. <laughs> I, like, i'm named after a city but you weren't born there like you weren't there oh well, i mean that they knew about it i think because of the city got you oh. i guess there's like austin but it's also a Dallas name it's, it's also a great name yeah, yeah. Not the My mom's gonna be texting. You're you not named like San Antonio. Say, or something. We named you. <laughs> and living in San we didn't Antonio. name you after a place. We named you because we liked it or something. She's I'm sure say. that'll be the next update. Wow, she's <laughs> really good. <laughs> 
Um, so while in her early teens, Ryder in, was enrolled in the American Conservatory Theater in Ooh. San Francisco. Oh, oh that, make, that checks out. Yeah? Yeah, she's It's a really good program. Oh. Um, now, Miss Ryder's pre-Johnny life is going to be short, considering that she was quite a bit younger than him when they met. Um, Ryder made her film debut in the coming-of-age drama Lucas. Never heard of it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, in many of her early films, she also played a variety of roles. She was the eccentric gothic Lydia in 1988's comedy Beetlejuice, mm. uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, directed by Tim Burton. Which is also kind of a cool. you just like tied into I a know. past couple. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a best exes fan. <laughs> um, and then Ryder appeared as a teenager who falls for the unusual title character Edward Scissorhands. Yes, so good. Leading to the how they met section mm-hmm. of this. Ooh, act two. Yes. Um, it was during shooting for Edward Scissorhands that Depp finally met co-star Winona Ryder, who he'd been eyeing since a brief meeting at the premiere of her film. Great Balls of Fire in 1989. Uh, all these movies I forgot she was in. Right? Um, at the time, uh, he was 27 and she was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. As a social worker, that's hard for me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but, hey. the 18's really tough. That's, yeah. But when okay. I was 18... We don't need Ooh. to go all into... I was being a good Christian boy. <laughs> and were... the two began dating <laughs> on the set and soon became Hollywood power couple. Five months after their first date, Depp and Ryder. Five months. I want to make sure that that's highlighted. <laughs> after their first date, Depp and Ryder became engaged. Ooh. To solidify their love, Depp even had. Do you remember this? What I... tattoo he had on his arm? Oh, <gasps> oh my God, no. Winona Forever. Ooh. Tattooed on his so right arm. So this was arm. like early Ariana Grande Pete Davidson type mm-hmm. tattooing ridiculous shit yes. for no reason. Yeah. They started it? Um, they He started does it. Does he still have? We'll, we'll get into okay, that. Um, he was quoted to say, there is nothing in my 27 years that is comparable to the feeling I have with Winona. I'm 27. Cue the aww. I've never <laughs> felt anything like that. For an 18-year-old. For an 18-year-old of all. Of all yeah. Maybe Edge someone 18 tattoo. years older than me. But. <laughs> Considering she was 18. That's in either <laughs> Yikes, that's there. a child. <laughs> that is a child. She just got old enough to choose to get a tattoo on her own. She got her tattooed on him. She can get her own insurance now. So she's fine. To get it removed. And buy cigarettes. Um, the <laughs> Hollywood stars famously, <laughs> famously dated between 1989 and 1993. And it seemed that Johnny and Winona were so in love that they wanted to make their relationship official by tying the knot. They reportedly tried to enlist their friend, Hairspray director, John Waters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know it by the name, but the, the picture. I was like, oh, yeah, got it. Yeah, he's got very it, recognizable. Yeah. His little mustache. So they tried to enlist him to marry them in a ceremony, but he managed to talk them out of it. Ooh, John. <gasps> John. Good looking John. out. So John, not he to said, be confused with Johnny. <laughs> or Mr. Jada. Yeah. Jada. Uh, worked with Johnny on their 1990 movie Crybaby and was an ordained minister solely to officiate Johnny and Winona's wedding. Mm. However, John didn't think it was the best idea as Winona was only 19 at this time. Johnny's still 21 or 27. It was probably around the in-between period. Um, recalling the situation in his new memoir, Mr. Know-It-All, small little plug there, um, John writes, before we wrapped... Depp's lawyers did all the paperwork to get me ordained as a minister in the Universal Life Church because he and Ryder wanted me to perform the marriage ceremony. But I gently talked them out of it because Winona was so young. So sweet. 
Per John, Winona's parents were grateful that he managed to dissuade the couple from, they were. Yeah, <laughs> from getting hitched and actually thanked him. The couple had an exciting and eccentric love affair, but called off their engagement in 1993. After the split, Depp pulled the legendary move of changing his Winona Forever tattoo <gasps> into the perhaps more accurate Wino Forever. <gasps> Do you remember this now? Oh, Is it ringing no, a bell? Oh, no, I've never heard that, and that yeah. hurts. That hurts me. So he took off the nuh, why and no? now it's just why no forever. Oh. That doesn't make a sense. Well, I don't know. That don't make a He really he Maybe loves like, wine, and he's why embracing no? it forever. But it's like, you know what? Why, no. like, so why no is like an alcoholic for wine. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, a term. Like a yeah. Except it's usually more of like a derogatory Yeah, it's term. not something that you blast. Oh, it's like gosh. It's like a mean way to call someone an alcoholic. Yeah, he's a bit of a wino. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I said next, because nothing fixes a poor decision of tattooing a partner's name on you than changing it to broadca- broadcast your struggle with alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, oh. for his part of the breakup, appeared to indict the media for his failed engagement, mm-hmm. telling the LA Times, it's very hard to have a personal life in this town. Being LA. Um, my relationship with Winona, it was my mistake to be as open as we were, but I thought if we were honest, it would destroy that curiosity monster. In- instead, it fed it, gave people license to feel that they were part of it. Winona was a bit more romantic in speaking about the split, and in a 2009 interview with Elle, Ryder called Depp her first real breakup, the first heartbreak. Yeah, she hasn't. She's yeah, like she's, 15 I mean, years she's old. Like fresh out of the womb. Um, <laughs> she went on to say, and I think it was really ironic because, like everyone else, just thought I had everything else in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no reason. I don't, this feels weird to read, but I get it if you're talking. Um, you know, I had no reason to be depressed. Everything was sort of at its peak, but inside I was completely lost. Uh. Winona has admitted that the actor will forever be dear to her, stating, When I met Johnny, I was pure virgin. Not a pure virgin, pure virgin. Okay. Like in all um, sense of the word? I, assuming so. He changed Jeez. that. He was my first Ooh. everything. My first real kiss, Ooh. my first real boyfriend, my first fiance, the first guy I had sex with. So he'll always be in my heart forever. So I here's where I remember I the first guy I had sex with. Uh, I Girl. do. I do. Um, so here's where <laughs> I asked, did they stay friends? Yes. No. Uh, I don't think so. I think huh. because of... His later life choices, they might not be that friendly. I mean, mine's a cop out answer where I like think they maybe stayed on good terms, sort like of. Vanessa but they <gasps> oh, landline. No. <laughs> Let's your we'll mother. Here. Yeah, you can just hit pause. Yeah. Go back to. Okay, so after my parents' landline just interrupts us, <laughs> we're back. And I was gonna say that I have a what I think is kind of a cop-out answer, which I say a lot, yeah. which is yeah. where I think that they probably like ended on quote-unquote good terms but probably don't hang out. Like Zanessa? Yeah, similar to... So... I think an outright no. It's interesting because that more infamous relationship that you're talking about of Johnny's was one that both pushed Winona away originally and in an odd way kind of brought her back to his side. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So as the years passed, Winona and Johnny kept their distance but bore no ill will towards one another. And according to a report that began to circulate in 2014, Depp's relationship with then-fiancé Amber Heard changed Mm -hmm. Ryder's otherwise favorable opinion of her ex. Winona had a respectful relationship with Johnny for years after their split, but she soured on any idea of an acting reunion with after Johnny hooked up with Amber. Depp was rumored to be gu- begun seeing Heard while he was still dating the mother of his two children, Vanessa uh, Paradis. Yeah. 
the yeah yeah the French French Paradis I don't know um but it's a theory that reportedly upset writer she pulled a 180 on her opinion of Johnny because she thought it was a sad cliche that he'd dump his long-term baby mama for a woman in her 20s that being said well so that's where she kind of moved away from him and soured on him but that being said Winona rushed her ex's defense when Heard accused the actor of domestic violence oh really yeah so that was kind of more recently yeah that was yeah. Like, like the, the last, last two years. Yeah, yeah. year or two. Um, in my old age, that's it. <laughs> um, Johnny was accused of being physically and emotionally abusive to his ex, Amber Heard, but Winona said that she did not see this side of him during their former relationship. In legal documents, which I'm, what legal documents are you doing? But uh, Ryder doesn't know what may or may not have happened between Depp and Heard, but she said she would like to believe that the man she once planned to marry is innocent. She hmm. says Depp was never violent and was quoted to say, I can only speak from my own experience. It's very tricky because if it were any other type of scandal like cheating, I could be like, none of my business, no comment, not appropriate for me. But I think because what is being said is so horrific and such a global issue for millions of women, obviously that's why I understand why people felt it's their business and I get yeah. it. And I get why you asked that she told, told this to time. <gasps> um, I can only speak from my own experience, which was wildly different than – what is being said i mean he was never never that way towards me never abusive at all towards me i only know him as a really good loving caring guy who's very very protective of the people he loves it's hard because i feel like that's just my experience and it's been a very long time so with that i feel like though they're not the best of friends the love yeah. is definitely still there yeah. and she's willing to do legal yeah. documents and i must say that's actually a <laughs> Pizza very Hut receipts <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's actually a very uh diplomatic and like mm-hmm. way to put that for her to be like that wasn't my experience but it's been because you don't want to like well i don't know how i someone feel about victim that. blame but for her yeah. to be like he didn't do that to me but it's been a long time and, the, and now he's a wino so, so. yeah wino forever well, yeah like and just like part of me that i just kind of don't like that necessarily because what it's saying is like when i knew this person before like life did more things to them mm-hmm. they would never do this but you don't know what happens in somebody's life and it's not like there's in every relationship, somebody... I'm not saying he is abusive. Like, yeah. I, just whatever p- sources and people have said, I'm like, you know, just because there wasn't a history of it doesn't mean that it didn't happen oh, to totally. somebody. No, I think that's And so, like, yeah. So, as far as, like, Amber's concerned, it's like, well, yeah, her experience is very different than yours. And it's, like, cool that you're there kind of speaking in defense of your friend but at the same time it does feel a little bit like oh i, I well, agree with you 100 i can't imagine yeah. he i'm do saying that he i've do heard other similar situations where the person says like they would never do that well, yeah. street with I harvey weinstein i can't believe that yeah and she basically did all that she could which is like all i know is my experience with him mm-hmm. this is what yeah. that was but it's been a long but but almost like, i don't know if what she happened. had said like i don't believe it he yeah. would never i think that's well yeah not great and that's like with uh, with all i mean i just happened to talk about Steve or Harvey Weinstein and like Meryl Streep saying he would never and it's like like, girl that's not your place to say it really isn't and what you're just saying is like the people who have come forward like bravely to face this on you're saying are like either making it up or it's not as legitimate and I'm like ooh yeah that territory but I mean I get where she's coming from if like somebody came forward and said like you had been abusive to them I would say no, like every the whole time I was with Gabe, he yeah, had never did. done anything. I think that's, she did yeah. the only so, like, thing that she could. I can understand yeah. that without getting yeah. gross about it. Sure, no, and, but that's and without, I had no idea. Yeah, and I thing. like that. I like that she like said the 
if this was cheating, I'd be like, eh, I'm yeah. not going to touch that. Like, but because yeah. it's something that like, if she was to say no comment, every time somebody asked her about this, it could look yeah. the other yeah. way. And so yeah. she's just, yeah, like, this is my truth. This is what happened. Um, I don't know what happened in, with them. And this was, what, 27 years ago? Yeah. But, um, Can, yeah. It's has like he, he ever started dating a woman who wasn't in their 20s? When he... <sighs> when, when I don't know. I think every woman he's been with was in their 20s when they met, even like even though he's the he age now. <laughs> like, no. Like, I think he, he will start dating you 19 and less. Yeah. That's like, interesting. Sure it's that's a little it. interesting to me that she... I mean, if he started dating Amber Heard when he was still with the mother of his children, that's one thing. Lame. But the idea of like not liking that he went for the twenty-year-old when when they were together, he went for the eighteen-year-old. Yeah. It's like, are we surprised? Yeah, it, it, he was also. I think the, the like twenty-seven and eighteen is drastically like drastically different than like forty-seven and twenty. You know, oh, so I think that's true. what she was saying. Is yeah. like you're leaving the mother of your children. That is true. And for somebody who's only a little bit older than your children, that's what's that's so. very that's yeah. fair. That's totally well, fair. yeah. When you have kids that are close to the age of the person that you're with, like my mom is was that telling what the age difference was. He, no, he's I don't, I don't no, think it was that I, I drastic. Think I, I added a little bit more, but, but it, Amber what, Heard it was, was twenty. Yeah, she was in her twenties. No, my mom was telling me that there was like this girl who married a guy who's in like his eighties, and she's like. <gasps> 10, 10, 15 years younger than his children. Oh, that's so hard. I can't remember who it is. Dang like, it. I'm mom, tell mom. me. Text me. I'm your new <laughs> stepmom. And also, can, can uh, you tell me how to do taxes? Yeah. Can I have 50 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also added a little bonus. <gasps> just bonus round? Fun, because it, we talked a little bit about Johnny's dark past. But if you want to talk Winona's about Winona's darker time. It's super small. I love but, a little uh, scandal. Um, Ryder. Her last name, you love that. Found herself under intense public scrutiny in December 2001. Do you guys remember that? I mean, okay. Oh, that's how long ago it was? Yeah. After She's she really was, bounced back. I know. Stranger things. Um, after she was charged with shoplifting more than $5,000 worth of merchandise from Saks Fifth Avenue. So it probably like much? a bag. Yeah. Like, um, several types. This was odd because it didn't really go into more about it, but several types of prescription medication were found in her possession at the time of the arrest. Same. And I'm wondering, like, were they her prescriptions? Was it someone else's prescriptions? Um, but every step of Ryder's journey through the judi- judicial process made the news. Despite pleading not guilty, she was convicted of vandalism and grand theft in November of 2002. Oh, yeah. And she was sentenced. Guess how many hours of community service? Oh, like 20 way higher oh it's like a lot it's a lot oh like 2000 480 hours of community service if you think about it a week is 168 hours so but like doing community service while you would but the amount of hours well no like so it really is like that's like a full-time job for a couple months for like for a few months like you wake up put on that orange vest clean up that trash cover up that graffiti yeah i mean yeah and three years probation Okay. She was also ordered to pay several fines and undergo counseling, which same. If someone else will pay for it, I will gladly yeah. undergo a lot of counseling. I the fact that she bounced back like that, right? 
I even want to say wild, didn't it? it did take I even want to say she became the I think part of the story is like she was stealing some sort of design or something and mm-hmm. then she ended up like more recently becoming the face like brand ambassador for that company. No. What I would a love that. bad ass bitch. That is I was, like I was arrested for stealing this and now I'm on the And cover. now I get them for free. Yeah. The first <laughs> time I, I really remember seeing her again after all that was that she was like Spock's mom in the Star Trek movie. Yeah. That was like the first thing she did. And then she yeah. also we were just watching Black, Black Swan, Swan earlier and she was in Black Swan. Perfect part. Okay. And she's great in it. She's and then yeah, crazy. Stranger Things. And she's yeah, Stranger thriving. Things is like her big thing. And now I remember it being awesome. a scandal. I remember like it being on the news mm-hmm. and sitting and, like, as my parents it, watch it and my mom camera. and dad being like, why is a rich pe- person, you know, shoplifting or whatever? Because it's exciting. Not yeah, that I've ever done it. that's not what it's about. The only time I've ever shoplifted, I was like, seven and i stole a sucker from walmart my mom made me go back in and apologize to the employees see i i I, i've stolen a lot of things i enjoy (laughs) the excitement of it i enjoy it is not like okay so i will say i'm not stealing things in in lieu of paying for them at a store oh typically it's like that's a cute spoon at that little cafe yeah and my person oh everybody does house. that okay everybody yeah, yeah, steals yeah. wine glasses at wineries yeah like, the majority mm. of my wine glasses everybody who's wineries. listening to me right now on this podcast has stolen a wine glass from a winery i know what you do my mom's friends yeah absolutely <laughs> i used to work at a wine like a winery for a <laughs> small did. period of time and it was like my part of my job description to make sure people aren't stealing the wine glasses <laughs> And they try to explain like how much it costs to replace them. And I'm like, you're giving hundreds of thousands of people like over years access like to a lot of alcohol and then going, no, give that back. Like yeah. they've had it in their hand all day. They're going to throw it in their bag. I, like I don't me even when have I go to brunch and really like a yeah. cute teacup. <laughs> and it's now mine and in my cupboard. I've never really thought to do that before. Like, I... why do we buy silverware? Why don't we just like frequent a bunch of restaurants and just take a fork and a knife and a spoon? Like a friends. lot of them aren't great, but... But then you yeah, don't like have Denny's to buy... Denny's, I'm not going to take a yeah. fork. I'd rather buy I one. accidentally stole something and like realized i was doing it as i was walking out the door and i could have turned around to like put it back but i was like like, in motion and i was partly terrified by like what i was doing that i couldn't stop the motion yeah and partly was like no i want this yeah and and just kept walking but i had also don't it was a bookstore it was one of my favorite bookstores i had like sold back a bunch of old books and then while i was waiting for them to figure it out i was like reading a book off the shelf and then they gave me back my bag and i just like put it and walked and then i kind of felt like I deserved it because I also like just donated a bunch yeah. of books for free, and I was he, like, like, "Did charity?" Also, for record, yeah, that's like, Gabriel. That's Gabriel <laughs> Thibodeau. He is six three. He <laughs> lives in North Hollywood. His yes. address is this, and um, his social security that's not number. Fair is because this. I don't want this done to me because I know my sister in law <laughs> no, is listening. Good. Because every time we're anywhere, she goes, "Mary, this is cute. Give this to me." And so I'm like, <laughs> "Okay," and I put it in my purse if it fits. I just like I just want this the record to state Gabriel Thibodeau. That's who <gasps> did it. Like our brunch. My the brunch booze cruise. Yes. I have a cup from there. Mm-hmm. You took something from mm-hmm. that. My purse is just big enough for those little coffee. That was such a fun day. That was a fun day. That was a fun one. I was impressed by. It's like the Everybody's group went in going like, look, we're going to get our money's worth today. Yeah. And, and you know, most did. people say that and it, like mean it, but I went in and I like lost count of the champagne bottles that our group so went did through. Corey. Like, and lost, Corey straight up lost count and was so impressed. That I was also very sick at the time mm-hmm. and yeah. could not participate and was really bummed because everyone, it was like. at the time or no? 
No, it wasn't mono. Something it was else. like the beginning of some stomach. of my bad stomach stuff yeah. where like oh. I wasn't sick but like couldn't eat the things yeah. that were and I was just like amazed at the eggs benedict and all of that to witness <laughs> yeah, where everything happened. Well, Such a it, it was a good it day. It was a cruise it's a so my Who's birthday's cruise? on Valentine's Day. And it was a Valentine's like romantic cruise. Mm-hmm. And everybody there was like tables of two, tables of two, tables of two. And then myself, my brother, and my sister-in-law have birthdays in February. So we're like, let's just do a birthday booze cruise. And we were the only table of 10. <laughs> and Rowdy, we brought our own speaker, even though we were inside a nice like mm-hmm. dining area. But, but our they, waiter knew what was happening. Yeah, Corey, Corey Matthews. Matthews. Oh, he was excited. He knew what was down. Yeah. He didn't even like take the yeah. leftover bottle to, back to the bar. He just, whatever he just was at the bottom, put it down. on He was a good man. Oh. I hope he's doing okay. I hope so, too. (laughs) I miss him. (laughs) I think about Corey a lot. (laughs) A guy hasn't just provided me with that much, you know? Yeah. And so on. Well, the fact that he said bottomless about 25 times, like Mm. bottomless champagne. With the amount of times I said November. Yeah, exactly. Before I even like unfolded my napkin to put it on my lap, I probably heard it about a dozen times and was thrilled by it. (laughs) And he delivered. Don't worry. It's my birthday and I am almost 30. (laughs) I will be drinking. (laughs) I'm at the tail end of my 20s. Oh well, thank God. you for that. That was a good one. Yeah, and people are very much You told in. the breakup story. And I do, I, I knew, so after I did Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson, I yes. knew that you were interested in that. I decided to go a route that would ensure that I didn't pick the same couple as yours. Okay, good. So I'm cheating a little bit today. Partly because I didn't want to create that yeah. same situation. Partly because I thought this would be fun. So I am telling a breakup. Oh, no. But it isn't the breakup of two people in a romantic relationship. Oh, don't Ooh. tell the Brexit story. No, it's <gasps> not. <laughs> it's the breakup of two <laughs> The Revolutionary War? <laughs> the Civil War. This is the breakup of five people in a musical group. So I am telling the breakup story of a band known as NSYNC. <gasps> yes! NSYNC Wait. breaking up? That's oh. wild. Yes. So oh it's goodness. cheating a little bit, no, but we still get to ask the same question at the end of whether or not they stayed friends. I, okay. So I that's I what made me decide that I could actually I like do it. this. So my first question, because I was into NSYNC to a point, but I also, as closeted as closeted as I was, I knew that liking NSYNC too much would like maybe flag people that I was gay. Okay. So I, I, I was measure. like... On the outskirts of the NSYNC Oh, oh I orbit. know. I said I like Shania Twain because she's hot. Yes. Oh. Not because like I feel like a woman. Like, oh. I, my, one of my first CDs was Britney Spears because, like, she's the cute girl everyone likes. God. But yeah. really, she's like, so you get pretty. The poster on the inside Britney Spears the is so CD. pretty in the school girl. I, like, fantasize so about that. But in reality, it was like, she's pretty. Like, oh, she's <laughs> I know. She has great bangs in that album yeah. cover. So I would not have been able to do this before I researched this, but I want to ask both of you, can you name all the guys in NSYNC? I can't. Because I would not have been able to. Oh, yes. Well, Justin Timberlake. Okay, let's try. Okay, JC Chazé. Great. Joey Fatone. Great. Lance Bass. Mm -hmm. And Chris something. Great. Chris. So. Shit. What is it? It's a weird last name. Him and Howie from Backstreet Boys were very similar characters for me that I'm like, ugh. I get Backstreet Boys. Because I I thought Joey Fatone was Backstreet Boys, so I'm already confused. It's (laughs) very interesting you said that. So his name is Chris. Kirkpatrick. Oh, I knew it was and a weird And he got one. into the band because he knew someone in the Backstreet Boys through Howie. Like, he knew someone so who knew Howie. they the same person. They're so a clone. They, like, they, they were connected before, and that's how this whole okay. thing started. Interesting. So, essentially, so the band, 
I need to say first, the band was created by this producer slash manager named Lou Pearlman. Yeah, the creepy guy. The creepy guy. Yeah. And oh, I can I, I be known for that? Well, here's the thing. So he he was the manager and creator of lots of boy bands. So he did Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. He did what else? O Town, which <gasps> vaguely brings a bell. Um, Ashley Angel and O Town. Sure, I was, yeah, I was a big boy band. Fan. And then nice. this is one I have you never heard of. Yeah, a band called LFO. Yes. Yeah, I know LFO. I did not recall them, but he created those bands too. And what I need to say really quickly is that he's kind of a controversial dude, and I'm mm-hmm. going to say some of the stuff, but not a ton, because he's dead. Oh, <laughs> and I don't want to like smear a dead man's name, even though you just uh, smeared Zac die? Efron's living gay sucking dick. <laughs> he died from being really fat, <laughs> That's which is how I'm going to die. No, it's like a you cardiac are not. thing. You're oh, I'm fine. definitely going to die. We're going to tomorrow. We're, we're getting back on our diets because I'm over my breakup. Do Sober October with me. And I, I was doing Whole30. <laughs> I was doing Whole30, which is Sober October. He was doing Whole30 and then for like nine days and then my heart was obliterated. So, that's fine. so those things happen. But no, he died of something cardiac based. Like he was going in for surgery and then he died before <gasps> surgery. But oh. here's the thing. So he was well, the manager and record producer for all these bands. But, uh, and in 1998 is when, um, uh, the world was changed. the Backstreet Boys actually stepped in and sued him yes. for some sketchy financial stuff. So basically, they were like, "Hey, you're making way more money than all five of us are. Yeah. Something's not adding up." But that's up. the music I do industry. Remember that. Not quite. I don't think that those singers and performers make the most money. When I think they're like it fourth depends, tier. It depends on the situation. If you're like working for a big company, you get a cut, right? But yeah. if he's your manager, he shouldn't be making more than you. Well, I just remember when Katy Perry signed her new deal and it was like a $16 oh, million. Yeah, dollar totally. And at the end of it, she made like 1.5. Yeah, because and it was like everyone disgusting. That's like, like toilet paper is, money. Yeah. This is a situation where <laughs> I would like, never <laughs> accept 1.5. Like Lou Pearlman was rolling in millions and yeah. they got like 200 grand. <laughs> so like something wasn't right. I and mean, after, after Backstreet Boys sued, then Insane sued the following year mm-hmm. and then aaron carter let's, throwback who oh. he was also representing sued in 2002 let's sue Parliament. and yeah. beyond that in 2006 it was discovered that he was also part of a huge ponzi scheme outside of the music business so he was tricking all these investors into investing into like fake businesses so he could pocket the cash. Yes. Okay, I do so, remember that. So all of their lawsuits were founded. <laughs> yeah. They, he was stealing money from all these people. I was too busy looking at pretty dresses. And, <laughs> and loving Joey Do you want to guess how much he like swindled these investors out of? How much oh, money? like, oh, uh, like 500 million. Not too far off, yeah. actually. Oh, I was going to say like 200 million, but I don't really right know in the money middle. that well. 300 okay. million. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Oh. We should go on prices right. So. <laughs> Please. <laughs> they're interviewing you in line. So, Lou Perlman. <laughs> um, so, in 2008, he was convicted of fraud and money laundering and conspiracy, and he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 25 years in prison. I have like a very vivid picture of him in my head right now. You are like I have like right. one. It's like one image. I saw of him a like picture smiling. of him researching. Wait, I'm gonna black. find it. What was his first name? And it, Lou L O U. And he was like, he just seems like the creepy Slimy. character in like, um, not said Alice in Wonderland totally. kind of, Ooh. or like a classic musical. He's the slimy yeah, guy. Yeah, he's like the yeah. Mm-hmm. He's what I thought he would look like. Let me see if it's the best. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, wait, uh, it is see. him, but it's yeah. not the picture I'm imagining. Oh. He, it's similar like a, but like different. A weird, like, not a lot of buttons, but he looks up. like he wants to build a mall over the park where all the kids play. Like, and he, have lots of Cinnabons in yeah, it. Yeah, he'd be like, I want a mall here because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's Lou. And I'll real quick say this last part because it should be noted that in addition to all this money business, mm-hmm. he was also accused of 
pedophilia. I knew that was oh, coming. No. I'm like, it's probably child stuff. So basically, Lance Bass was interviewed by the Hollywood Porter, and he basically just said that he had heard things. So Lance Bass wasn't the one to like bring all this up, uh-huh. but he yeah. kind of supported it by saying like, yeah. Basically, it sounds like what his MO was is that he would hire these really young boys to be limo drivers, promising them that if they just started working for him as a limo driver, he would get them into a boy band. Oh. And every once in a while, and it actually... boy band, he meant pants. <laughs> <laughs> but every once in a while, it actually worked. Like, you would I'm see sorry, a limo yeah, driver you know. suddenly be in a new boy band, but in between, it was like sexual favors Ooh. all the way. So, this stuff. is the theme of the episode. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this episode of Jordan was like our reality TV. Mm-hmm. This is like this is the bad child, child stuff. stuff. <laughs> Which I mean, so are you so happy to be on this one? <laughs> don't touch children. <laughs> How about we don't touch children? Don't date eighteen-year-olds when we're twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and let's stop trading sexual favors for being in boy bands yeah. or limo rides. Or limo. Don't ride a limo. <laughs> so it's gay. The story of NSYNC isn't about this, but I just thought I would start things off with some like fraud and light pedophilia, just yeah. to, to you know <laughs> get the engines the going. When I think uh, of Lance Bass. <laughs> I think of that a feeling. <gasps> really? <laughs> Wait, funny story. He was the my crush in like ever, all the girls had like their like heartthrob. And him and Joey know. Fatone I were my like crush. That. And I'm like, God, maybe I shouldn't have picked those ones. Yeah. But Which, we like who you JT. like, you know? Fun fact, because uh, I don't think this actually comes into the story at all. It's just something I read. I don't but... think of pedophilia when I think of Lance Bass. <laughs> Sorry. Disclaimer. <laughs> but so Lance Bass was completely closeted the whole time NSYNC mm-hmm. was a thing. Wait, and, and long what? after, he came out years later. And in, in researching this, basically he said that he specifically stayed closeted, not because he thought that any of the guys would care. He was like, I knew the second I came out, no one in the band would care. Yeah. But he said, he mm-hmm. also said, but I also knew that none of them would keep a secret so he's like the second i told any of them the whole world would know well because they're so like accepting and cool with it Mm -hmm. and it was partly that like he didn't want to be in the middle of that media storm and partly because he knew like if he came out as gay it would change the whole dynamic of the band and like the way they were viewed and so he basically was just like it's gonna be my secret until we're not a band that still happens because troy savon was afraid of coming out because he thought he would lose all of his girl fans Mm -hmm. And like, I know why I would have had to change the posters on my wall from I know I mean, swap to like, ugh, I would have had to change it from <laughs> Britney Spears to one of God again. It's this clouds <laughs> and a sunbeam light. It's like a sunbeam light into the ocean, and it just says like anything is possible. Possible. <laughs> Imagine the possibility. Imagine the possibility. <laughs> Oh I Dante's Peak in high school. Oh my god. He just wrote that down last night because I made him watch Dante's Peak it was for really the bad. very first time. Oh my time. god. That poor grandma gets disintegrated in the acid lake. Moving on. Um, Speaking of Lance Bass, <laughs> his, in his career. <laughs> Grandma, okay. stop getting disintegrated in the fucking way. So now that we've talked about Lou, Lou Perlman, let's talk about Lou Perlman. So basically, he, so he had just created the Backstreet Boys. It was going great. He wanted to create another boy band. Chris Kirkpatrick, who's the one that everyone forgets, was actually the one to go and have a meeting with Lou Pearlman because he heard through his connections through the Backstreet Boys that he was wanting to create another group. And Chris Kirkpatrick... Yeah, they came first. And then Chris Kirkpatrick's had this meeting with Lou Pearlman. He was like, yeah, let's try this. So Chris Kirkpatrick was the first one in the band. And then he started... They started auditioning other people. And they... The other two people that came on board first were Justin Timberlake 
who had been on the Mickey Mouse Club. Mm-hmm. And J- Justin Timberlake is the one who brought on JC because JC was also in the Mickey yeah. Mouse Club. And he was like, this guy would be great. So then it was the three of them. Oh, plot and twist. Then... I did Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears in an episode that is out. Yeah, yes. So, uh, that's why we're talking about Justin. That was my other one. Yeah. yeah. So, that. And that's also why I wanted to do this too because we just talked about it. It was like fresh in my mind. Yeah. Okay. I think that's why this all came together. But so those three were first. It was Chris, Justin, JC. Then this, I just think this is very amusing. The three of them went out for a bonding night at Disney World as they were like becoming a group and happened to run into a mutual friend, Joey Fatone, (gasps) at Disney World. (laughs) And just like that, they were like, hey, we're starting this new group. Actually, you'd be great for it because he knew them through the Mickey Mouse Club, sort of. Okay. Because Joey Fatone was in another group at the the time called Big Guys and he decided to leave that group. group? (laughs) I always remembered which one he was because Fatone looks like Fat Fat One. Fat One, yeah. Which as a young fat kid, I was like, oh, no. That's, that's who I would be. Uh, he was in my Big Brack Creek Reading. He was. <laughs> and he was gay in the sequel. He was. Oh All true. Wait, could uh, you imagine what that is like for Chris to be like, I'm starting a boy band, and then every person every that they hire on person. is like, gets a solo before him, mm-hmm. even more solo time before him. He's slowly getting pushed to the back of like the flying the V that yeah. they have. And he's like, Jeez. hey, I thought I founded this. And they like don't even never. have him on the stage. Yeah, and, they're like, like the can you grab our bags? And we, then we, we can get into the dynamics of it a little bit if you oh, want. Yeah. I researched. You are. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is another thing that I found to be very funny. Do you guys know? <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, it is a big bye, debate bye, in my house, actually. I just like it's gone. Wait, what's the debate? Is which one was better? Oh. Brady, my fiance, oh, I don't know. says BSB. I'm like NSYNC, ride or die. I think oh. I'm familiar with more of NSYNC's music videos. Probably and the their videos. dance moves. I say NSYNC because the Carter family as a whole bums me out. Yeah, so, especially recently. Yeah, so I can't really get behind the Backstreet Boys all the way. They did have better like <laughs> heartfelt joke. ballads were True. definitely Backstreet Boys. True. But as far as like bangers or like the kids say bops. One Direction. I've never heard that phrase until recently. <laughs> if we're talking about boy band bops, let's talk about One Direction <laughs> for a second. But yes, it's a big debate. I'm still in sync. So okay, <laughs> dipping into your existing knowledge, I ask you: Do you know how they got the name in sync? Because they were not out of sync. Well, Shit. sure. I, I have no I idea. I don't remember. So it's very deep nerd knowledge. Okay. I have Gosh. no idea. So they meet Joey Fatone. He comes on. He leaves his boy band. Big big ones. Big guys. Big guys. Big guys. Excuse me. I'm so Shit. very sorry. What a bad name. Big guys to join, and he brings one of the other members with him to join and sync. And that guy's name was Jason Galasso or Galasso. I don't know. Gillespie. Jason. The name in sync comes from the last letter of all their first names. Oh. From when this guy Jason was in the group. So you have Justin Joey. with an N, yeah. Chris with an S, Joey with a Y, Jason with an N, and then JC with the C. That's where the name NSYNC came from. But then not too long after that, Jason got the boot. Yeah. And then Lance Bass came on because he had the same voice coach as Justin Timberlake. And Justin Timberlake was like, hey, do you know any singers who sing bass? And he was like, wow. yeah, this Lance guy. And Sib so they brought, they brought in Lance and then apparently started calling him as a nickname Lanston to get the N back gotcha. for NSYNC. But then, Clever. It, then they didn't publicize that because it didn't actually work. But that's okay. where the name came from. That's awful. Or and lame. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, I just thought this was fascinating because I'm now 31 and feel like an old man most mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, when they came together, Justin Timberlake was 14 years old. <gasps> the youngest Johnny member Duff of the group. 
Brian. So would Ron Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> Lou. Lube. Oh, no, not Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman's just an actor. Melissa the Arabian. <laughs> so Justin Timberlake was 14. Lance Bass was 16. Joey Fatone was 18. JC Chazé. Is that Chazé. how you say his name? That makes me they real were uncomfortable. Babies. JC was 19. And then Kirkpatrick, who started this whole thing, was 25. 23. <laughs> <laughs> not far. Can you imagine, though, like between 14 and 23 is a bit of a gap? A, a huge like, gap. That's the difference between. I don't want to talk about it. That's like a. <laughs> that's, that's like a fourth grader in between them. Yeah, it's like you're 23, you've just graduated college, and then a 14 year old is in middle school. So JT yeah. was 14. He was 14. That's I had no idea he was that young when he started, <sighs> and we were just talking about Justin. Turner. How crazy! So him and Brittany were like the same age when they started, because she was like 14. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were both little yeah. babies. Gross. Wow. Yeah. So to go back to what you guys were talking about of like who gets to sing lead, uh, basically basically what happened is they talked about how they actually weren't pressured to like become certain archetypes like a lot of bands okay. are. Like you're the hot one, you're the funny one, but it kind of happened naturally anyway. Yeah, I want to be this does. mysterious one. Yeah. So this is what Joey, Wear dreads. Joey Fatone <laughs> said that Chris was always labeled as like the prankster and the jokester. Justin was the one with the great voice that all the girls wanted uh. to marry. He said, and the moms wanted to take me home and cook me dinner. That's what I always got. Yeah, that was JC. Yeah, like a little Italian. Um, and then, uh, and, oh, and then the other thing is JC said is that we always thought the most important thing was to be good at what we were doing and then the chips would fall into place. So yeah. basically mm. as they were rehearsing songs, they would tr- like take turns singing certain parts. And then by the time they went in to record, it was like kind of naturally everyone knew like, yes. Justin's y- going to sing them Yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. And they did say, <laughs> they said Justin and JC had already been doing this. They were professionals. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. And they had also proved themselves to be the best lead yeah, vocals the for the Yeah, the 14-year-old's a professional. And then I this is what... start at five at the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> this is what Chris said that <laughs> I think is, is his way of redeeming himself is he said that he had the strongest high falsetto so he would always sing like the background, like up octave harmonies and mm-hmm. stuff. And the, lo- the best look to stand in the back. Exactly. Yeah. Was okay. he the one that... High voices go in the back. <laughs> He's the one that looked like he could have been in like... The craft. Blood, or... blood... Wait, it's like a, a vampire show. Could he be a sexy vampire? Not uh, sexy. There's one of one of the five of them that is a sexy, sexy vampire. Is very I think you're thinking of JC. I I'm not thinking about any of them. Yeah, he was the one. I like. I can understand the prankster because he yes. would wear like these weird. Keegan actually, my brother owned one of these weird like ski cap things mm-hmm. that also were tie dye and like oh. had weird like almost like the Joker hats that Ooh. you would get the 90s were rough yeah it was not good on the and he, he was like the one with the goatee mm-hmm. and like, goatee and he yeah. had dreads at one point and he had dreads oh no like, yeah but yeah so he was that. supposed to be like the prankster one but yeah. he sang the background <laughs> vocals essentially yeah. he was but just playing some pranks in the back it seems like <laughs> no one was really back. mad about the fact that jc and justin were singing most of it because they all were like happy to be in the group for the most part they're happy to be here (laughs) and so this is really quickly like the trajectory of the band because we could talk about a lot of it but basically they first got really popular in germany so their first hit was the song called (laughs) i want you back we both just look at each other like the fuck (laughs) mary just had a little bit of a second take i want you back I have you listened to the new German? It's insane. Okay, so they released their self-titled album and sync yeah. under uh, Transcontinental Records, which was Lou Pearlman's company, mm-hmm. and then um, <laughs> this has to be this has to be wrong. Areola Records. Oh, trans oh. trans sexual <laughs> records <laughs> with Areola. Areola. 
He changed it to transsexual, but I don't know. What was I it? What was it? Transcontinental. Transsexual. Trans, and then Areola Records, and then BMG. And I think BMG was a German company. Okay. Maybe so was Areola. Areola? Maybe it's a German word. I hate German We're not sure. But basically, they became. We're like ruining it. They became in. Germany, they became an overnight success, like jumping to number one on the charts, releasing internationally. And this is apparently a wow. thing that was okay, done. Okay, but like how many bands are there in Germany? Like I've never heard four. of it. There's so. the people that came out with Blitzkrieg Bop, and that's it. I mean, I, I don't have, I, I didn't do that much research. Too, I don't so. have it for you. But this is what happened. So they became this huge hit overseas, and right away RCA noticed and was like, we'll, sign you, we'll sign you here in the States since yeah. you're doing so well abroad. RCA is not a body part or trans and it's american so, so it's, we love it better. we love it like our cars american um but the problem was so they basically like changed up a few of the songs on the album re-released it with rca here in the states and it didn't do that great it like okay. did okay oh. but didn't do great um and so Wait. here's what happened disney oh. is what made them a hit disney because they saw what was happening and thought there was maybe some money there um basically created this headline special called nsync in concert and aired it on the Disney Channel. And they started airing it like five times a day every day. And it turned them Smart. into like huge sensations. So it was like because everybody to the was Disney watching Channel. Disney Channel, literally yeah. just yeah. saturate people. With so that. this was Lance Bass. This is a quote from Lance Bass. He said, "We we were a little discouraged, thinking like I guess we'll never be able to recreate what we had in Europe here in the states. We'll just Try. have like a normal career here." But then that Disney special started to air five times a day for months, and we went from zero to a hundred overnight. So like oh. that's what made them these huge Jeez. stars. Um, so Disney, then, man, Disney. By uh, October of that year, their new album was number two on the Billboard 200, and they were like instant huge NSYNC stars like we know them. Um, then you are they basically... <laughs> a success. <laughs> Not the this is the time period that I was dancing on like one of those very large wooden footboards. You would dance on those? For work. No, for I was in uh, <laughs> fourth what? grade, actually. Uh. I was in fourth grade. I remember this vividly with uh, my friend at the time, Jill. And we would hey, dance. Hey, Jill. Um, we would dance to NSYNC like, and choreograph our own routines. Yeah. We had our whole, like, whatever we could remember from the music video. And if we couldn't remember it, we'd make our own thing and be like, this is it. You don't remember that. That's yes. so stupid. And then we'd make our own version of it and like pass it off as that was the music video. And everyone would yes. believe you, I'm sure. I'm Yeah. Because this was, Who again, a believe? different time when like you had There's TRL. No yeah. And that's it. You couldn't like look up with the video again. Yeah, you, you couldn't missed go on it. YouTube. Sorry, what's TRL? Total, Total request, request live. live on a TV. Oh, oh, he's a little bit like a little bit I'm, younger. Oh yeah, but I also did a lot of drugs. <laughs> Please. So. In fourth grade? Yeah. <laughs> I've done a he lot was of things. All through <laughs> eighteen Arts and was really <laughs> rough. When I was eighteen, I was dating Johnny Depp. It was a lot. And I just TRL. Lou was there. Yeah. Carson Daly was a MTV I know what you, DJ. I, yeah, I know what you're talking. There was about. a time when MTV played music instead of reality shows. Instead of Teen Mom. Which um, you know, teach their own. But in Japan, MTV only played Maroon Five music videos. <laughs> True. And in Germany, they only played NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, this was 
<laughs> Tearing Up My Heart was one of their huge hits. Ooh, when I'm with you. Um, they were on like bedroom posters everywhere, like we were talking about earlier. Britney Spears was opening for them. They were like Can part of that whole pop scene. If we had actually gone to one of those concerts. Yeah, I think you would remember it forever. You'd have to. If NSYNC and Britney Spears, like knowing what they are now, but I would have been six years old. Sure. So yeah. it wouldn't, I wouldn't have remembered it, but I don't really remember anything before 23. Those are drug years, right? <laughs> those those deep drug years. Just some of the trauma. Talking about debauchery, let's talk more about Lou Pearlman. So no! this was the time that NSYNC split their ties with Lou Pearlman because all that sketchiness happened earlier and they sued him and everything. So they left and signed with Jive Records, a different yes. record company. Uh, Lou Pearlman sued them for leaving and like terminating their contract and they settled out of court. So it sounds like Lou Pearlman actually got some money out of them. For an undisclosed sum. For an undisclosed amount. <laughs> but they went on to create their new album, No Strings Attached, which mm-hmm. was loosely based on being puppets under Lou Pearlman and now they're free to live their artistic lives. That, I feel him. like a lot bye, of bye, music bye. artists get good rebound albums. Like Kesha? Mm-hmm. Ke- that's mm-hmm. what she did exactly. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... And Kesha. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of them. All five of NSYNC and I loved Kesha. Kesha's <laughs> album. Uh, and then when she also had that same album, it was great. You know. <laughs> After she had a similar situation. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was not underaged, though. Um, but yeah, so that's what No Strings Attached was sort of based on. And it was gotcha. this huge hit right away. It was number one for eight weeks in a row, which was a big deal. Oh. And this was the album that created the hits... Bye bye bye. Mm-hmm. It's gonna He's be me. That to Lou Pearlman. This I promise you. Yeah. And oh. this was the era we're talking. This was the like acid wash denim jeans, mm-hmm. the top ramen hair, the oh, baggy weird like long sleeve move. mesh shirts. I was running around on all tips. fours like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very annoying six year old. So this was like peak in sync, and riding off of that. <laughs> running on all fours sorry i i impersonated cats i was very strange i hissed i did all sorts of things and as you do justin timberlake wore acid wash jeans and they didn't even call me for the fucking cats movie (laughs) i've been doing the research for that since i was five Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I just pictured you in that CGI, and it made me really uncomfortable. And I couldn't Can, look away that's from what we're gonna do with money. <laughs> do that same thing, and I'm just gonna give a mon. I'm gonna give like a Meryl Streep monologue. Okay, You'd have what? To play all characters, except it would be you recreating an exact scene from a normal movie, but with that character fur on you. <laughs> what movie? What's it a would good be one? like you in Please. Thirteen Going on Thirty. Stop. Hector fur I love movie and like the leather that one, who's the character that has the leather jacket with the fur coming out oh perfect yeah uh, oh my god I can't remember Jason Derulo is that him I want to say yes that might be him you're gonna be Idris? in that but playing Judy Greer's part in like Judy. the backstab scene at the magazine mm-hmm. that's the one this is what we would do with money I was thinking Amy Adams part in doubt <laughs> as a cat <laughs> Because I was like, I want to be very sincere and earnest and just be covered in fur. Oh, yeah. God. But with just like CGI scream that, and like, cry. kind of is off. Yes. Like it doesn't totally go it with your face. It doesn't Poor Judy Dunge. Oh. <sighs> Judy. So, <laughs> so NSYNC is at the peak of their career. They're still doing really well. They release uh, their fourth album. It's called Celebrity. It sells Ooh. two million copies in its first week. No oh, big deal. Double play. They're doing these big, four. huge stadium tours. They're all over the place. And it's basically just like a lot of work all at once. And they decide that they're not very inspired, so they're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. 
So they just call it a hiatus when they're like gonna focus on other things to get re-inspired. It wasn't like the band is over. They're just taking a hiatus. Did they really write the music? Mm. I don't know. So what is it that they're having to do? Well, I, it's Dance. they're like waiting for like their songwriters to get inspiration. Well, no, it's just like press tour after press tour, stadium tour after stadium. It's oh. like they're never at home. They're working sorry, all the time. Sorry, you're so successful in making a lot of I money. I mean, I'm not feeling okay, sorry no, for them. You and I can dance for hours on end. I, I could mean, dance nonstop. Like nonstop. I'm on, on my 16th stadium tour. Not complaining, yeah, but like I'm this is like some people. this is like Chris Pratt being like, I went on. I've done so many big movies. I, need I just need a break. I did Jurassic World. But after you have a certain amount of money, you're kind of like, what am I doing this for? I know, but then you get to make even more money. If it's your passion. (laughs) Well, see, this is all going to come come into play. Because essentially, so, okay, I have a quote from JC. I'm full of quotes. Jesus Christ? This is in his own words. He said, okay, we've, we were thinking, okay, we've done this. We've, he says it three times. You're thinking, okay, we've done this. We've done this. We've done this. Mm-hmm. Triple said, just Thank for, you. you know, extra emphasis. I don't know what else we can do. I have, I think I have an idea, but it's not for this. So I'm going to change gears. And at that point, everyone had been messing around with different things. Chris was messing around with a clothing line idea. Mm-hmm. Lance was working on being an astronaut. Oh, yeah. We will <gasps> come back to that in a minute. Yes. Wait, please don't leave. Joey was interested <laughs> in making movies. <laughs> Justin was interested in solo work. And I was interested in being more in the studio. All of us were interested in, in different things. And so that was basically why they decided to take a little break. And yes, Lance Bass did pursue trying to go to space as an astronaut for a while. Did it happen? No, it did that. not. First gay in space. But mm-hmm. it was, <laughs> well, uh, I don't yeah. know. That monkey they set up might have been queer. Um, Do you know there have been lesbians in space? Let's be real. You've seen the haircut. Come on. I know. Uh, I've seen all the guys' haircuts. Not a single gay man inside. (laughs) So they did take a little break. And during this hiatus, Justin Timberlake did his solo career and came out with Justified in November 2002. Crimea River. The rest is history. Justin Timberlake, like, skyrockets. and And it's maybe... In Mr. large Lake. part because of Britney and, you know, like, yeah. and he was time. the front man. But anyway, J.C. Chazé at the same time released solo music. <laughs> he released a solo called Blowing Me Up with oh. Her Love on an album called Schizophrenic. Oh. I don't know if those I'm are sorry, you're not Alanis Morissette. You yeah. can't take that name. That only so, she can have that name. Basically what happened is that uh, Justin Timberlake did great and J.C. Chazé, 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 I can't. J.C. He's gone. J.C. not so much. J.C.C. J.C.C. Great. Jesus Christ superstar. J.C.C. We're there. Um, And everyone kind of did a different thing. He, Chris did indeed put out a clothing line. Oh. I couldn't tell you more about it. It's probably like, like Bunko jeans or Binko. It's just those. Bunko What are they called? Jinko jeans. What is that? They're like the very, the very wide, like a mom jean with a big. No, no, no. Like the weird wide, like like old school raver. Um, oh, lots of strappies. Oh. Lots of strappies. Very, very. I imagine straps. Yeah, like almost like a triangle wide. Like I imagine like that video of like the goth kids like yes doing raving stuff. Perfect. Those are the jeans. The ski caps you were talking about. Maybe that was in the line. I don't like Keegan Button Ray. No. <laughs> Joey Fatone did some acting right. He was in My Big Fat Greek yeah. Wedding, etc., etc. Um, oh, the name of Kirk, Chris Kirkpatrick's clothing time was Fumanskito. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, I do. That's exactly those pants. That was the name of his line. That was so maybe it's well, we don't know. Line? That's yeah. such a specific scene, kid, like gothic '90s look. Yeah. That, that only 
you can have now if you have sold your soul to Satan. Yeah. And if you're like very like, this is me now, mom. Like that kind yeah, of feel like to it. Like my name is gunmetal now. <laughs> like Gun my mom metal. didn't buy me these Fubanski. I stole these. I stole them like <laughs> Winona Ryder. <laughs> Do you like That's my new? That's what she had in her Do you like my new Fubanskitos? Five thousand dollars worth of Fubanskito. Fubanskito <laughs> sounds like the disease you get from a mosquito. Yes. <laughs> oh, see, if if we had money, we would do a full brand photo shoot for Fubanskito. Yeah. With like the graffiti fonts. Yeah. I just Against want like, typography, like really bad completely. black like sideburns. Camera real low, people real with low. their arms crossed. Like, my arms lit. never uh-huh. uncrossed, ever. No. Someone <laughs> squatting down close to the camera, their shoes are real big. That's I'm yeah. smoking a money. cigarette, I'm coughing a lot because <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes. Are you in the picture or just that's you right now? Okay. That's just you. <laughs> it's my shadow. Your energy. <laughs> so basically this all happened and they were planning to come back together as a group but they mm. never did so oh. now this is the part where i'm gonna read you a bunch of quotes it and seemed then like their legacy was longer than that because that wasn't very long a lot of people they say. just were impactful yeah yeah so i'm gonna ask you the question did they stay friends but first i'm gonna read you a bunch a bunch of quotes so okay. that then you can decide based on do we have to say words. like dynamics if they like stayed friends? friends or just like did they stay friends as a group uh i was gonna ask like did they stay friends as a group? Gotcha. Yeah, just got like it. blanket. Like, did they end on good terms as a group, or was it a sour ending when gotcha. they ended? So I'm just gonna read you quotes from different people, and then you can make your assessments. Okay. I'm ready. So this is Chris Kirkpatrick talking about Justin versus JC. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, so this is his quote. He says, "No matter what happened with Justin, he was going to end up being Justin anyway, whether yeah. or not he started in NSYNC. That's but it surprises me that JC isn't as big because JC is as talented." They're both through. They're both through that Mickey Mouse Club upbringing with Christina and Brittany and all and all them. And they all got their chops together, and they're all amazing talents. I really wish JC was out there doing a little more. He still has so much to offer. So that was Chris. Oh. Why do you think it just didn't work for him? Probably because they had conflicting release dates. Like <gasps> I just feel like Justin was the breakout. Like he was like. You were excited when he hit a note, and yeah. like I just don't f- remember that, f- you know, umph with everyone else. So well, I don't I, think. I mean, and he could maybe just be as as talented, but like I think he didn't have like, celebrity the front changes it. Like, yeah. yeah, you have to be like a leading man, and I think Justin Timberlake was a leading man before he even. I definitely agree. They think there's just like group dynamics that are yeah. like that. There's like yeah. actors that are like that, where it's like you just aren't that quality. Exactly. It's like a thing. Well, it's like. Has. I you, have you it. Look, you looked at <laughs> Destiny's Child, and uh-huh. no one—it's no, no surprise yeah. to anyone that Beyonce is. The she has she has the Justin Timberlake thing. Yeah. Well, literally in Destiny's Child, multiple people behind her cycled in cycled and out. in and out, and I couldn't point yeah. any of them out, but I could point out. Beyonce. I was the exactly. Michelle Williams of her friend group, which is <laughs> interesting <laughs> because I do think that Beyonce has done an actually pretty good job of like bringing back her sisters for her huge Super Bowl mm-hmm. performance and she which we'll that? actually talk about in a minute. Yeah, Destiny's Child came out for the Super Bowl. They also came out it at her like big coat. one song though. It was really Yeah. Cool. I was excited. And then... it, it's, it's mainly in my mind because they literally shoot up uh, out of the ground Michelle Williams and um, <laughs> Michelle! Into the air. <laughs> and why am I forgetting her name immediately? Um, Kelly Rowland. Thank you, Kelly Rowland. They both shoot up out of the stage straight up and you see Kelly Rowland like strike a pose like I need this bitch. Give me this money. And Michelle <laughs> Williams time. like almost flies, falls down. Down. Like she, it's like she shot out of a cannon and she's like a cat who doesn't know where she is. She's like, oh shit. <laughs> and that's what I remember from the performance. I am Michelle. Um, but yeah, so this is 
Another quote. Now we're with Justin okay. talking about JC. He says, in my opinion, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he said, in my opinion, he had the best voice out of all of us. Out of all the boy bands, call him what you will, he was the one who could outsing all of us. So that was Justin talking about JC. That's Did nice JC of Justin die? to say. Is this like his memorial? They're all talking about, about in him. memorial. Now we'll hear from JC. Okay, he's alive. Okay. In response to JC to Justin. Oh god. JC's response to Justin's comment about JC. Jesus Christ. What? God, I feel like Imagine if Jason was still in the group. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Justin, and JC. Enjoy. Jerked off. <laughs> JC says, that's flattering coming from someone such as Justin, such a great musician himself. He's one of my favorite artists. The feeling is mutual. I think he's done some of the coolest stuff that's same come same. out of the last 20 years. At the same time, it's like, well, yeah, of course your friends are going to say nice things. Oh, okay. Back to Chris. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. We don't have those kind of friends. Yeah. Back to Chris. He says, I say the name Justin Timberlake, and it's almost like saying the name Madonna, a name where everybody's like, yeah, of course. I'm sitting there at the Super Bowl watching him do that halftime show like, man, this is a big deal. He's really done amazing. And I'm not a jealous person. So but- it's awesome to watch because I feel like that's part of me out there. Then the reporter, oh. for Teen Beat or whatever the fuck yeah. this came from, um, asked them, speaking of the Super Bowl, how did you guys feel about being left off Timberlake's lineup? Because leading up to Timberlake performing, everyone was like, NSYNC's going to come back, yeah. NSYNC's going to come oh, back. Oh, wait, when that. Justin did it, he did it with Janet Jackson and her boob came out. Correct. That was the same thing. Correct. Yes. Got it. And did Britney Spears pop out? No. No, she no. never popped it. She just made out with Madonna. <laughs> no, I mean, did she perform in the halftime show? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I that think was after right. they split. <laughs> No, but Janet people, Jackson's boob and Britney were not on the same stage. They were not. You're, you're on the correct. Same you're very correct. Thank you for. I'm very for passionate about this. This is <laughs> what I did my Janet dissertation. My dissertation. Uh, Janet Jackson was signed with Ariella Records. Um, just for the record. Get out! I Killed hate it. you. Leave me. It. Uh, this is the last episode. Thank you guys so much for coming. Make sure you follow us on. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm your new host. <laughs> we didn't need Colton anyway. So basically, so the reporter asked, like, how did you guys feel about him not having you perform? And Joey said, everybody wanted it. Everyone was waiting for it. But it's his show and his thing. So whatever he wants to do. We must have missed the text. (laughs) (laughs) And then JC said, we already did the MTV VMAs. So we like, what are we going to do? The same thing again? Yeah, because the MTV as watched as a Super Bowl. To round it out, Chris said, every show is different. Every circumstance is different. Yikes. I don't like that whole, like, I'm playing it off that I didn't get the coolest experience in the world. Those are your quotes. Okay. Now, they're not friends. friends? Oh, no. I don't think they did. I think everybody hates Justin with a vengeance. Their green eyed monster is towards Justin. Uh, At that blue eyed beauty. (laughs) That blue eyed beauty. Um,. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they have to be somewhat of friends because they went through such a big period of time together yeah. and made some money together, even though not as much as Lou Pearlman made. But it's similar. Well, yeah, and I would think it's similar to like when cast members on a TV show do yeah. a thing because you spend so much time together. Yeah, doing press and the show mm-hmm. and this and your job and it's crazy and you're the only people who like know what this is like yeah and they were i mean with the exception of chris being 40 they were all children (laughs) you know like they were it was a boy band with one man man boys the big men whatever (laughs) wait big guys big guys god that's Um, bad yeah i part of me thinks they still care they like they do like they they are friends each other because i feel like i've seen i mean maybe this is cheating but i feel like i've seen them on things together 
and I feel and like they have no obligation to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they enjoy each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Oh. They did actually stay friends. They're not like hanging out all the time because they actually a lot of them don't live in Hollywood anymore. Okay. Um, but they did stay friends and like still pop up every once in a while to like support one another's things. I think or... about you know at the end of like movies based on a true story where it has like the black and it's the text that says where are they now? Yeah. I just want this to end with and Lance Bass went to space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so they don't all live on the same planet. It's just him in space like with a like with a peace sign and it's like and Lance went to space. Oh my god. Um, Good for him. But yeah, and I personally think it's exactly what you said. And also, like, even though Justin Timberlake is the one who skyrocketed mm-hmm. from it, they all stepped away from experience not having to work for the rest of their lives. Yeah, like, that's very they, true. It's Wait, like do you we think together. That? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, Justin has his own thing, but you like, don't I think any a, of them I have, have to work? I have a little bit of a where are they now for you. Do you have a net worth? I, I didn't look up the net worths because oh. it made me sad. Do you have the net worth? Why would that make me sad? Because I knew or... it was going to be like Justin Timberlake, 400 million, and then like Joey Fatone, 1.7, or you know, something like that. No, he has more than that. I think Joey Fatone has 20. But basically, I do think that they all stepped away being able to never work again. Um, I'm going to look it up. Well, I mean, Chris had that amazing clothing company. Well, yeah. So <laughs> here's a recap of what's going on. Because basically, I'm going to give you a little what they're up to now. And for Chris's, it's literally just like, he's married with a son. Aww. Like, he's Aww. not he's working. Normal. He's not, he's like, yeah. not really pursuing I was right. Joey just... Fatone's 14. I said like 20. 14 million? Yeah. Oh, good for him. We could, Yeah, let's look him up I wouldn't put my nose up at that. So Joey Fatone kind of continued his original path out. out side of NSYNC and he did more acting and hosting so he did like my, my Big Fat Greek Wedding some other acting things he also hosted some shows like The Singing Bee and Celebrity oh, Circus yeah. Oh, yeah. and then he also did the contestant route so he was on Dancing with the Stars he did do okay. contestant he, oh, wait, he was on oh. that new show The Masked Singer that oh, yeah. I watched he was on that I like that but this is my favorite part about Joey and why I think he was always my favorite, mm-hmm. even outside of the fact that his name was Fat One. <laughs> outside of all this, he also runs a gourmet hot dog stand I in Florida it. with his wife and kids. I knew it was going to be food related. He has <laughs> he has his own gourmet hot dog stand and he runs it with his wife and kids. Aww, and I child labor. Also, I ate hot dogs today. <laughs> in <laughs> honor of good. Joey. No, I mean, have a legacy. Um, I mean, she's there for your children. Hot dogs. <laughs> Basically, for Lance, I have that he came out, and <laughs> and he's done different reality TV, and he hosted uh, his own re- radio show for a long time called Dirty Pop with Dan- Dance Lass. What? With Lance Bass. Oh, that was my brain. That was my brain turning. Lanston. When he um, is close with like Lisa Vanderpump and all of them. Yeah, so he has like, like he has like weird and cameos. I think also maybe like Chelsea Handler. Yeah, and, like, like he weird, has, like, weird cameos connections. Over there. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like gays. <laughs> Then JC tried his John solo Mulaney. career. <laughs> Sorry. John Mulaney? I know. I just like saying he's gay. Yeah. He's too boring to be gay. <laughs> it's funny that you think having a personality makes you gay. That's actually very <laughs> I don't know any gay people with any personality. <laughs> other than well, that's because you're on dating apps and that's just evidence. Stop talking bad about Tinder. Uh, I'm not talking bad about Tinder. I'm talking about getting bad with the people on Tinder. Um, so JC... <laughs> That's how I met my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we met on a dating app, so I shouldn't talk. We met on a. Well, you and I met. We on met on a raunchy app dating app. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. What I told my mom, I said we weren't looking to date. <laughs> so you were the only one that had your you face your showing, sometimes. so I was like, "Oh, say hi to him." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm not on any right now. It's so great. 
That's I know brilliant. he's really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying all that. JC tried to do a solo career, didn't quite work. Oh. Then he worked on Randy Jackson's America's Best Dance Crew for a while oh. as a host, I believe. And then oh, I have no recollection. Yeah, of that. I don't either. I don't show. even really remember that show. I think of Randy. Um, and oh. now he's doing. He it just says that he writes and produces for other artists, so he still works in music. Oh, but the, okay. Like and that the was, curtain. That was JC. You are. Well, he when he was saying like when they're going their separate ways, yeah. he wanted more studio stuff. Right. So that, and that's kind of where he was. like behind Follow your the dreams. mic. Yeah. Follow your very humble <laughs> behind the scene dreams. Then literally, Chris Kirkpatrick. Um, Basically, like, he hasn't come back into the spotlight since the group split up and he had that clothing line, which I don't believe it's still thriving. Here's the problem. If I was waiting in line to get ice cream in Los Angeles and he was in there, I wouldn't know who I literally just looked up pictures of them and I still would not be able to. I would not. I'd be like, oh, that's. That's a big part of my childhood. I wouldn't recognize them. And it I just says say I liked them. He's married and now focusing on raising his son. I was Aww. too. Good. I'm not going to talk about Russell Crowe again. <laughs> You're really talking about him a lot lately. <laughs> so I was too busy fangirling over Russell Crowe. Oh. I thought you were going to say something else. Um, <laughs> and then Justin Timberlake, we all know him today Who? as. <laughs> I actually went to his initial tour when he went oh, out did you? on his own, and Pink was his opener. Oh, and she they did like this, the um, same hair. silks Arab. <laughs> Like a what yeah. is it, acrobatic. She had yeah. silks way back then. Yeah. Oh. She's been doing that shit for she's built. Yeah. She is built. And she's rad. This is her music. I, I like her a lot. Yeah. I like her Jessica Beale's husband. Hit and miss. Miss and hit. <laughs> he's fine. Hit and miss. Yeah, he's he's doing the music and the acting. He's married to Jessica Beale. He's friends with Jay Z. He they have a son named Silas. Which... Him and Jay Z? Yeah. <laughs> Mixed kid. Um <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> I don't know why I had to make it racial. Uh, <laughs> but do we want to look up their networks? Well, I looked up Joey's, who would probably be more right behind. Oh, except clothing lines actually bring in a lot of money. But like Those Olsen ravey, twins are like billionaires. Like ravey clothing lines? They, well, and they steal it. So they're not even yeah. really buying the clothes. Yeah. I All made right. my own Look, Yeezy they're sweater. doing fine. So Chris Kirkpatrick has a net worth of $13 million. It's right behind Joey Fat One. JC has sixteen. <gasps> wow. He has more than Fat One. <laughs> I keep saying Fat One. I'm shocked with the hot dog business the way that it is. You only have 14 with the hot dog <laughs> Lance Bass has 22. Okay. Oh, Mr. Bass. Pays to be gay. It does. And Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Do. Dun, dun, dun. Do you guys want to guess? I think it's I like literally have no like not two even two to three hundred, like Do not you? even a ballpark. Okay, you're correct. In <gasps> yeah. Range. Yeah. He has two hundred and thirty. I'm usually pretty good at this. How do you know so much about Two hundred and thirty million dollars. I, I just can't like. Picture. I look. I look up net worth. I measure like how much they had worked, how popular they were, and like how much they were given for certain gigs and things. Like, and then I just can kind of come up with a number. Can you guess my net worth? Yes. $37 yes. and a hot dog. <laughs> What's in your Joey wallet right one. now? <laughs> oh, but that gosh. is the story of the breakup of oh. NSYNC. Oh, I love that you went that direction. And I, yeah, because I was and not concerned. One direction. <laughs> Same. I was concerned about doing something similar to that because I didn't think it like counted, but it very much does. I think. Because we're talking about breakups. I think the deciding factor should be. If you can ask the question, did they stay friends? Oh, because like the UK and Brexit and all that, they did not. Yeah, I don't think we need to do that. I but don't like, understand because there happened. have been some like best friend scandals, yeah. like friendship splits. I think that's fair game. Oh, oh. well, thanks. We never discussed this. We have enough boring straight white people to talk about. <laughs> that. <laughs> that's literally all we've talked about. <laughs> 
I think, well, I oh. like. I think I like this coming out as far as it has into you guys' episodes because I feel like you guys have set the stage. And we like, won't do it every time. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's the foundation of what we do. Thank you. And then here's how we're going to switch it up by bringing in random people. More <laughs> white people to I talk about things. I already switch it up sometimes by, like, dipping into, like, ancient history. But We've done that one time, and it's not ancient history. It was Marie Antoinette. It was... Well, I mean, that isn't contemporary yeah and if anybody turned off in like ap euro yeah then they, which i only do it if i think it's actually interesting like an episode that we just recorded that hasn't come out but will be out before this mm-hmm. is i just did um abraham lincoln and See? like one of his early <laughs> early chicks I he wanted it. to do the mary because there's like six i almost did it today story. because he's surrounded by mary's but <laughs> he just wanted to make it really confusing but i had well, just done uh, nobody has my name now like, yeah. I, I, I don't know I go, any hey, Mary. I'm Mary. Yeah. Like, my name's Mary. First they go, you're married? Cool. And I'm like, no, why would I lead with that? I'm going to get you my Mary. name first. <laughs> I have and no then, worth except yes. for being married to a man. Thank you. I'm fulfilled as a woman. Um, I, yeah, it's usually like, my grandma's name is Mary. I had oh. five great grandmas. And I'm like, cool. Do you have anybody that's like been cool nose in sync but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like it's like you nobody know has my name everybody always either says two things like that sounds like a porn name mm-hmm. or like wow that's a really cool name and i'm like for Mar- oh for colt i'm yeah. like for my name, why yeah, for my name. My name? <laughs> and i'm like why does colt have to be a born name because it's like stallion-ish like they all have to be but yeah. I, it's like I, i'm told that by like these losers no, I'm not. is this the conversation they're having on they're Tinder? always like your name's really cool and i'm like i had no <laughs> hand in it <laughs> like Girl, thank you thank you i have no control me. over that <laughs> it's my name i when i was young my parents told me that they almost named me lance <gasps> and for a while I was oh like, god oh, i wish i they named me lance and then i quickly no. realized like, mm, you no, are not, no, a no, lance. not a lance it's a good dodge you are a gay Good bullet dodge. You're not even a Gabriel. You're a Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Sweetheart like... Gabe. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, do you want to guess how long we've been talking? Not two hours. Yeah. Is it is it like two hours? We're past two hours. <gasps> OMG. Yeah. We'll and all my nerves are gone. <laughs> now this we can so start. so easy now. Okay, that's been the warm up. <laughs> all right. We're going to start up. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Mary. Yeah, thanks the Beyonce to our Kelly Rollins and Michelle uh, Williams. I <laughs> live for that title. <laughs> don't and worry, Beyonce. <laughs> don't worry, Beyonce. Mm. It's my favorite shirt. Colton gave it to me. Um, <laughs> I have had a blast, and I was very nervous coming into this. How do you feel now that you've done it? I am shocked that it's been like two hours. Mm, time flies with the when you're talking like, about child stuff. Yeah, child weird <laughs> things. I the only like the only like telltale is just that it's dark outside now. Oh yeah, and that it is wasn't. a clue. True, true. But yeah, I've had a blast, and it was. I was nervous. I was going to stumble over all my words, and I'm grateful that I might have only stumbled over a handful. No, so you said fun. it better than my illiterate ass. Well, that's an easy one. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you can't roast me, then what are you doing in my life? Well, any any last like words, anything, any shout outs you want any, to give out to anybody? Plug, any like <gasps> do you have any of social oh, work you want to share some information? Yeah. Any quick? breach of confidentiality you want to do? I don't use Twitter. I don't know how. Me either. Um, what is I have it? A, I have zero clue. I'm like, what do you mean? People read this and then retweet it. What does that mean? Um, no, I keep my Instagram pretty private mm-hmm. for, you don't have to share. yeah, com- or I for will. confidentiality <laughs> stuff. But if you follow them, you probably see me comment on stuff a lot. 
but yeah, I've had a blast and I just hope I can come back. I can't be the bachelor like like um, Oh, like an official correspondent. Yeah, I couldn't be definitely not a official correspondent, but I'd like to come back every once in a while and be the fangirl that sits in the corner and tells you my story. <laughs> no, I love it. I just like here I love all the whole process. So having somebody else on It's, it's been, been so really fun nice. having people do the podcast with us it's been super it's been fun. super super fun is it <laughs> odd so i do fun. have to ask like is it odd getting texts from me on monday three <laughs> weeks after you've recorded something with just like one con- i was going through in prepping for this going through our text like thread and just random photos that i've sent you of like either fact checking or like comments that you said and i'm like this is what a carrot looks like on a diamond i love it <laughs> you have <laughs> yeah. thank god no i love it to, i love it so much to be honest because we're like we started this podcast and there are certain like things that we want the podcast to do or like benchmarks or like looking into like how podcasts are marketed and there are a million podcasts out there right now so a lot of of times we're like in the weeds thinking about like what we want to do with it and where we're going and the thing that makes it so fulfilling and brings us back to like why we want to do it is like exactly when we get a text from you correcting something or commenting on something yeah like my whole family does that yeah Yeah. i live for it and like i have a couple friends that like I'm really close to and still love dearly, but haven't talked to forever because they live in a different country now. Yeah. And I'll get like a message or something from them, and oh. it makes me so happy. Yeah. Shout out to Britt, who's always sending me fun comments. Yes, you but are our one Australian listener. New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand listen. Yeah. It's like, oh, we have an international, and it's yeah, like we look at this one play. It's like we penetrated to. I'm like, no, that's Britt. That's it's my Britt. Friend, Thank Britt. you, Britt. She's still there. She Britt, counts. Britt, your job is to just spread it around, Tell get more Aussies and Zealand. But no, Kiwi. seriously, hearing stuff is the greatest. Which is why at the end of the episode, we always say like, legitimately, send us an email, send us a comment like find us and tell us because I, and we have done couples that people have texted to be like have you done this couple i love that so that's, it, that's the one of the best parts just these breakups bringing everybody together <laughs> yeah and i'm glad we could just benefit from our demise <laughs> our and sweet, now we sweet can demise. i also think it's funny that when we first started this i was really concerned about like feeling too gossipy or too oh, tabloidy gosh. and now i've just leaned into it and i just I'm like, like yeah. it's who i am i just rolled like, my eyes at one point he's like we need to have at the end like what did we learn from this and i'm like, like we, we learned from this that it or make it real and to be a celebrity but like sometimes yeah. i just want to talk about hillary duff like giving her fiance a and the fact job. that like, we yeah. or aaron carter's new face tattoo oh we actually haven't spoken to the fact that oh yeah like within days of us recording within that aaron days. carter episode yeah. all this news broke about yeah. his restraining order against his brother and all these crazy claims which we have nothing to say about except i'm sorry we didn't acknowledge in the episode because that hadn't because it had yet. happened yeah. it was breaking news we had recorded it and we were waiting for it to come out and it happened in between that i like, loved I'm it like what i literally was like okay they're signing off they haven't even talked about it so then i texted you like <laughs> yeah. you didn't even mention the restraining order between brothers <laughs> and know, you're I like know. i didn't expect aaron carter breaking news like yeah, it really surprised me it's i mean well it is 2019 and he is no he's a oh but one. other a the only thing we can add is something that colton discovered which is that his instagram it's is not, no longer private yes because i was sending I, you guys you face tattoo me, pictures you sent me the link to the video and i was Ooh. like it's open it's <laughs> like open the, the vault public. has been open it's and like i Disney vault. went through well, it's a those. lot of mental health it <laughs> we is. can go back to i'm all about a lot the of mental, mental health. health of like I'm going to close you out. I'm going to let you back in. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean... And by you, I mean the I general public to judge me. Oh. <laughs> it's rough. 
But yeah, but thank you guys for joining us yeah, this week. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, you know, find us on social media, Best Texas Pod, at Instagram, the Twitter. I don't know how to fuck how to use we that. We still have Twitter. I should get on it but more. But if you are a mom or know a mom, find us on Facebook. <laughs> just hire some intern. Yeah. Uh, and then what else is there? What else oh, we just say? like legitimately, if you want to um, reach out in any way, just bestexpod.com. And our email is just at gmail, bestexuspod at gmail, yeah. if you have any recommendations or want to share your own stories. And if stories. you hate us, leave a five-star review. Please. If you love us, leave a five-star review. <laughs> that helps us spread more breakups through. Now I think we're going to um, break so that I can get these guys to help me with my business plan to open a gourmet hot dog stand. Oh, thank you. Oh, yay. All right, bye, you guys. Bye. Thanks, Thanks.